Yo, we are about to present episode 34. Me, myself, I, Orale Arriba La Raza, Conan, LAX, Till I Die, with my boy over here, Prince Puma. Orale. Orale. And I'm here with Kurt Brown, with Frito, and uh, Fredo. Yes. Fritos. And uh, I'm in Iran, brother. Yeah, that's okay. okay. From now on, know, he'll be know. known as Fritos. Fritos. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. And uh, we're going to kick off episode 34. Did I get that right? You got yeah. that right. All right. Of uh, Lucha World. There you go. Boom. Sweet. Right. Thanks, man. All right. You wanted us to take off our shirts too for this? Could you? That'd interview. be great. <laughs> Seriously. If we, we all like over you, like a let's, let's do it. Like you, we would do it. We'd do it. Um, so, um, you were in WWE for a long time. Is this uh, audio? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, well, it'll probably be just written. Yeah. Um, you were in WWE for a long time, and now you're part of something new in Lucha Underground. Um, tell us a little bit about how you feel about this promotion at the start, being part of it at the start. It's really cool to be in on the ground floor of a brand new promotion. And part of the reason I left WWE was because I was starting to feel like my creative energy was being wasted. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But you come up with ideas every week. You come up with moves you want to do. You come up with storylines you want to see come to fruition. And in that big corporate machine, they're working on a business and they don't have time to take in all the ideas. And I started feeling like hey, like I'm getting burned out because every week I come in with a new idea and my ideas aren't being used. And I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. It's just how business just works. Business you know, that's, yeah. And like you have to get used to it. Yeah. But for me, that's not how I saw myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw myself being a part of something that I could contribute to where my ideas were valued and also somewhere that saw me the same way I do. And that is as the best pro wrestler in the entire world. And I see myself that way. Lucha Underground sees me that way, or if they don't, they're going too soon. Yeah. And um, being a part of this, with the uh, the energy we're getting from like the young guys, like your Phoenix and Puma, to the experience you're getting from like the older guys, like your Conan, your Chavo, and your Blue Demon, to even to me, yeah, I'm one of the older guys here, yeah. you're going by experience. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think this is a, a great melting pot of creative experience and youthful energy that so far has blown everyone's mind. I've heard nothing but really great feedback about Lucha Underground. Then they used to be 
You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. He is now officially Frito Bandito Esparza. <laughs> and I am Vandal Drummond. Or a freak. Brown, if you... Or as Conan called you, a freak. A freak. A freak. <laughs> How do I get to uh, ascend to the title of super freak? you got to meet Teddy Hart. That's, okay, next that's, on my that's list. That's Conan's. And Conan. then you, you were just telling me I should meet... Jamie Dundee. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, that's next. I want to be a super freak. Although next week you might meet Ruby Gardenia, so... Okay, that there's, might alone maybe. Well, maybe we should... We actually uh, did meet him before, so it's we not... We did. We met yeah. him in San Diego at that one Yeah, show. San Diego. Then we saw him again in L.A. Yes, that's when right. Girl Maya, Maya, yeah, the girl, girl Maya Jr. when he wrestled there. So, but well, maybe he should be the next one we interview. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll have to um, ask for an invite from the promoter. <laughs> <laughs> have him have have him have his press people I'll run us through Superboy. Have him run us through the press the the, the all these multiple people to like. Okay, tell this us. is the deal. This is the deal. When we go to Superboy show, we're not going to say anything in advance. It says we'd like to interview Ruby Car- Gardenia. Now, how many questions will you allow us yes. to ask him? <laughs> we'll, we'll, can we ask more than two questions? For those of you who are not uh, in the know, uh, Fredo wrote a, a really good and really thorough uh, article on our adventure to Lucha Underground. We had press passes, and uh, Fredo s- was interviewing Macias, a.k.a. Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes Macias. Rick, Ricky Banderas. Yeah, or should we call him Triple M? <laughs> or or ha- how I said, uh, Mil Muertes? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know why I did that? I thought I because we started. I, w- I was going to start talking to him as Messias. Mm-hmm. So I thought, let me ask him as Messias, and then it's like, oh, they. I think that wasn't the time they told us that they were doing in character. No, they hadn't told us. They yet. told us right after we talked to Sexy Star, and they didn't tell yeah. us about the two. You can only the two, ask questions. two questions. They told me after our uh, Mil Muertes interview. Yes, yes. Because you recorded that. They <laughs> seemed they seemed almost in a panic that our interview was going so yes. long, or your interview. Well, say. well, we should talk about the the trip. The, we saw King Fabiano there, yeah, and he actually him. he actually retired the next day. I think yeah. <laughs> from pro wrestling. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, Always good seeing so, him. So the, a great guy. So the Lucha Underground caused King Fabiano to re- retire. <laughs> Actually, he had, he told us he was already planning on this. Exactly. In exactly. advance. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's got so much on his plate already. Very much involved. Really good guy. Really good guy. Nice, nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Really uh, involved in the local MMA he, scene. He does a podcast. I think it's on the mat yes. radio. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably post a link on it. For yeah, you. that would be cool. That um, would be cool. What else was I going to say? Yeah, so we showed up. We go. They actually take you in first. <laughs> yeah. They, they left. The, there was like four people. I think there was four. I think there were four people that were already there from the press. And then there were like a couple like coming behind you. Yes. Showing up behind you. And so like the lady that the girl that actually dealt with me via email. She wasn't the first one. The second one. She shows up. Sees that Kurt's getting all his press information or, or like just feel, telling them what who he is. And tells him to go with her and just leave the rest of us right there. It's and weird. It's weird. The the people at El Rey Network want to... Uh, hope it doesn't sound like we're bagging on because they're... Oh, really no, they were great. They were great. They were great to deal with. Nice, yeah. yeah really nice. nice people, but kind of communication snafus. Which is common, and apparently that's common not just in wrestling, but Exactly. Well, in fact, everything. I, was telling, uh, I was telling Dan Farron, I saw him at Story Salon the other night, and I was telling Dan Farron about that, and he said... That's what entertainment press uh, interviews are like too. Wow. He's been on his share of those. He yeah. says 
they limit your number of questions and then they kind of hustle you out yeah, of this yes. person. And so, it, it, it actually, it actually kind of makes me admire journalists who have to get the most out of the least. Yeah, you know what I found? When did she give you? When did she have get the the, the gift bag? I didn't see her get like. Did she have that already on her with her? Or? No, she, she handed it to you like pretty she fast. It to me pretty quickly. I I don't. I gotta be honest. I don't. I didn't even see where she grabbed it from. It was like she was fields the cat and grabbing something out of a magic yeah, bag. It was there. Kirk got a gift bag right away, and like she told me, I could go in with you at the same time. But the other people, the, everybody else from the press, just stayed behind. But I went with you, and then like everybody else came in with press um, gift bags. Except yes, I yes. was the only one. I didn't really care. It wasn't that big a deal to me. You know, like how much more stuff can you really do? You really need? Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, the only thing I'm using from the gift bag are the little, uh, little what is it, the little post-it notes they had. You know, yeah, I, I gave I gave everything away to my nieces. That's great. So <laughs> That's I only kept the the flash that. drive, and I was gonna that they they asked for that too. Yes, which I probably will end up giving them. Um, so we end up going to the back. We, they had the really nice setup. They had like a little like, although I don't see, I didn't think anybody got anything to drink there. They had like a little bar area. They had yeah, a they sofa. I think yeah. it's more for the for the the, the wrestlers and the, that was and, my impression. Yeah, I saw the VIPs and all that. After the first taping, I saw some of the wrestlers going in. There. Yeah, like we saw Conan. That's right. Yeah, so um, we were sitting there for a while. Then um, they had somebody, a couple of people talk. I can't remember who the first guy was who was yeah. talking. They're kind of giving us overview. Yeah, the first guy was telling us more of a or overview of what Al yeah. Ray was, and then the second person started talking about Lucha Underground. Eric Van Wagenen, or I can't remember his last name. Van Wagenen. Van W. Van W. <laughs> Let's just call him Van Wagner. Yeah. Well, I, so then I end up asking about um, Unimass, mm-hmm. and they ended up telling like they didn't tell us anything. Like they, I guess there's something that's going to happen with they want the Unimass people to handle yes. that. Yes. Yes. So then. Um, it's it, it was weird because prior to this, I received the emails, the invites, and everything, and they had a completely different invite list, um, uh, interview list. Mm-hmm. They had, I think, most of them were there except for Sexy Star. Right. So then I emailed them and then I told them, "Why don't you guys have somebody that speaks Spanish?" Not because I couldn't speak to the people who speak English, but because I figured the people that spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, this is a Lucha Libre website, <laughs> so it's like you kind of want to talk to the. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't mind talking to like somebody who speaks bad um, English from U.S. wrestling, but it's like you want to talk to the AAA talent. And exactly. I figured, exactly. so I wrote them, why don't you guys have um, Sexy Star, Blue Demon Jr., mm-hmm. or um, I think I said Pimpinella also. Yes. Because I didn't know who else was going to be there. So then um, they emailed me back a different list, mm-hmm. and this time they added Sexy Star. Mm-hmm. So then when I saw Sexy Star's name, I thought, oh, my God, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> so, But, you know, the two questions I did ask were the ones that I knew I had. Yeah. One of them I knew I could ask. I think it was frustrating. She she seemed really, like, friendly, down to earth, and just yeah, so, sounded like it would be actually interesting to talk to her. So basically, when we started doing the interviews, if you hear the Mil, Mil Muertes interview, if you see the Mil Muertes, what I wrote down about mm-hmm. the Mil Muertes interview... That's like about that was a conversation basically. Yeah, it would like have been a four, great for it to go on too. It was a, like a four or five minute conversation that ended up like the the girl, the El Rey Network staff member. She did a run in. She taps me on the shoulder and tells me wrap it up. You actually <laughs> recorded that. Oh, I did. Yes, and you recorded. Realized. You recorded that, and then and then when you hear me doing the okay, okay, like I'm interviewing Mil Mor- 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 this and I started going okay, uh huh, okay. I'm trying to get him to like 
speed up his um answers but he's yeah. like he's like laid back he's yeah. like he's like like i like some of the questions kind of came off a little weird like i would ask him about like his big matches mm-hmm. and then ask him about the injuries but it was it was more of a thing where i wanted him to like like explain if it bothers him that because he always has like these huge matches mm-hmm. and then last like two weeks two months later he breaks an arm or right. like something happens and he's out for like five or six it's been happening lately like the last two three years so, um, but he was very polite. He just kept going yeah, and everything. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he's somebody that we should have like a, as a like just a guest yeah, on a podcast. Yeah, let's try to do it sometime. Yeah, yeah he speaks know. English too, I think. But the books, I, I remember uh, they they said he could do it in English. Or yeah, and then I told him, "Do you want to do it in English and Spanish?" Mm-hmm. He said, "They said Spanish. <laughs> they they <laughs> Spanish." Okay, I thought it was better because I think I yeah. think it. What was weird is that when he mentioned that he didn't know that we watched. Triple A here, like all those years. Mm-hmm. He's like, I had no idea that people here in the U.S. That's what's funny is I, I, I know. I remember years ago, and I think that's where the Lucha, the El Rey Network people, mm-hmm. don't grasp the part where uh, Chavo, Katrina, all these other people, and yeah, Chavo's a name, but these guys aren't stars. These are exactly. people who are role players in like WWE yeah. and WCW. Messias, sexy star. These are people that Mexican fans, Lucha yeah. Libre fans, are going to view as stars. And, and and it's funny they, it would really behoove them if they had the people doing the press tours to get some background on the wrestlers because yeah, uh, even one person admitted I don't know yes. who any of these yes. guys are. We, and, and it's like it's it's like if we had a press pass to a, a to I don't know the Dodgers and. The person giving the tour saying, "Who is yeah, this the, guy? <laughs> yeah, 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 who, who, who's this guy? Oh, this Kershaw, Kershaw guy. Yeah, yeah. Kershaw. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was funny because it, it happened afterwards when they switched over to a different staff member. Mm-hmm. The, the the second staff member we had right when we were going to go talk to Conan because we they told us we were going to it was they basically were going to end it with Johnny Mundo. Yeah, and we kind of told them, "Don't we have somebody else? We have to talk to Conan." And she, like, as we go to Conan, because I think we saw him from far away. We saw him. Yeah, and he, and he waved to us. Yeah. So we went over there. And um, the girl walks over to me as um, Kurt, I think she, Conan and uh, Puma, Prince Puma were in, being interviewed. She walks over to us and she's like, is that the person that you guys wanted to talk to? And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. That's, she's like, and then she walks back to me. She's like. I don't know any of these people. I go, don't worry, we know who they are. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to worry about it. She's like, okay, but they're very friendly. So then I go from Mel Muertes to Sexy Star, and she, her husband was boxing that night. Mm-hmm. You got that question, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, that's right. I yes. didn't think you had re- started recording because I, I even asked you afterwards as I'm asking. I go, are you recording? And you said yes. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I, when I heard, it, I was like, oh, that's cool. You got, you got that part. Because I thought that was like, that was, her reaction that was, was hilarious. That really yeah. Um, so the questions, I think that, at that point, they told us we could only ask two questions. Because mm-hmm. they wanted to speed it up. So my first question was about her being, how, how she got back in shape so mm-hmm. quickly. Because she looks a lot better. And even she laughed about it. She joked about it and said that she looks much better now than she did before. She has that Zumba instructor body. Yeah. Yeah. So um, while her husband works out, he's he's the one that's actually done a lot of help. He's helped oh. her out. Because he's a boxer. She yeah. probably trained that style. Um, so then um, then my second question was a total like, what do you think of Lucha Underground? Mm-hmm. And that was, I figured that's we got to ask that to everybody. Yeah. So then um, she was very... I really dug her um, answer about um, her... why she lost all... why she got in shape. 
about being a mother, being a mother, and yeah. I thought that was very cool. That was really cool. So then the other the other thing, and we it's, suspect that was his her little girl walking around with the yes, headphones. Yes, yes, that was really. Cool. I don't. I, I think she has a baby though. I think she has a young. Oh, okay, baby. maybe it wasn't. That. Um, I think that was somebody, but I think she's related to her or something. Because mm-hmm. she seemed to. Have yeah, yeah. Report. It might have been. I, I have no yeah, idea. A little girl walked around with headphones yeah. like she owned the place. Yeah, it was really cute. Because there was an, another. There's a, a gentleman who was holding a, another little mm-hmm. baby, and I think that was the. Gotcha. The, um, so then, what was that? What, were, what was I going to say about this? About a, a qu- oh, about the second question. Yeah. So basically, we're this. We're t- she's telling me the the answer to her um, question. It's about how Dario Cueto bought the the contract yes. off Dorian Roldan, and you know I, I didn't I didn't really think about it. I thought oh she's giving me a kayfabe, yeah. You know in, in character um, answer. So then right afterwards, as we're getting ready to interview Dario Cueto. One of the other reporters asked me if that was... He's like, I'm a little confused. Is that real? Or was she telling me something that was a storyline? Mm-hmm. And then he starts telling me the, the answer. And it's the exact same thing she told me. And I'm like, yeah, that's the same thing that she told me. So <laughs> don't worry about it. So basically, the stuff, that, the stuff before that was like me getting her to like open up a little more. We should talk about the tour because we were... Uh, the tour? Uh, Mascarita that Sagrada. That was the best part of the tour. That was yeah. hysterical. Yeah, I mean, we're we're in the shower. Yeah, we're walking in the shower room, and you hear the wa- water's running. Yeah, the water's running because the guy giving this tour is saying, "Well, this room is empty." Oh, and then he sees, hears the shower, says, "Uh, whoever's in there, like, don't stay in there. Stay in there." And the curtain opens just enough to see Mascarita Sagrada's face, and he has this big smile <laughs> yes. on his face. I, I can't remember what he said. Just, he just said, "Hey," or something like that. Like, hey. <laughs> But that, that grin, yeah. he should almost not wear a mask. Yeah, he, he, he looked like he looked. Yeah, he looked. He looked kind of weird, like kind of creepy. Yeah, he looked, he looked like a happy. <laughs> yeah, like a happy dude. Like like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, and then of course, uh, I got to meet Pimpinela. Well, we will go through the. Yes. So we go to Dario Cueto's um, interview. I mean, guy does a great job in his role and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, oh god, the interview was like. I, that was like the one guy. I, like I even told the people of um, El Rey, I told them, we we'll talk to the. When I t- was telling her about Messias, I said we we'll talk to them longer. You could if you guys want us to skip some of these mm-hmm. interviews, we're okay with it because we figured we could just go through Conan and get the yeah. You know, just talking to Conan was enough to like get exactly. Uh, you know, although we didn't interv- we didn't put him on the we didn't interview him because it was like everything he's already said pretty much everything exactly. about it. So um and I mean. It it would be really weird to have Conan give you a kayfabe interview. That would be when he's doing a podcast and doing all this other well, stuff. That was a strange thing about them wanting people to be in their character, and that that's what got really weird with Dario Cueto. Yeah, because we didn't know who Dario Cueto was. Exactly, we just know that he's a character in the Lucha Underground. But I mean, you don't have anything like it'd be different. Like if you're going to like you're going to like WWE. Mm-hmm. And the Undertaker is interview. You're interviewing the Undertaker as the Undertaker because you have like 20 years worth of like exactly. history behind him to ask him. But I mean, Dario Cueto, we haven't even seen him on television. We don't any. We don't know anything about him. So then we. And the first question was kind of. I, I I just asked it like I was like something very simple like oh what what are your plans for Lucha Underground mm-hmm. stuff like that. Then the second question, um, we noticed that. During the tour, that there were a lot of Rio de Jalisco fo- uh, uh, photographs throughout the. It, in fact, it looked awesome. Actually, There's... it did look awesome. The office had this old school look to it. 
But not only did they have a lot of Rowdy Jalisco footage. That's all it is. That's the only wrestler Luke, they yeah, had yeah. on the wall. Five pictures of Rowdy Jalisco, all these old it, black and whites, and the rest were pictures of boxers. Yeah, if it was if it was like a bunch of different wrestlers, I probably wouldn't have even noticed mm-hmm. it. So then I ask him, I ask him, so are you a big Rayo de Jalisco um, fan? And he couldn't answer. He the, blank. Yes. I, I felt bad when he had that blank. Yeah, and I was like, "How do I answer?" Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "So I told him after, don't worry, I'll just fix it." And I just <laughs> didn't really bring it up. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, we all know. It, it, I just thought it was so stupid because he's an actor. I mean, if you go, if you go interview Hugh Jackman about an X Men movie, you're mm-hmm. not going to talk to him as Wolverine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. you're not, you're not going to go to like, you're yeah. not, you're not going to go. Interview Liam Neeson yeah, or yeah. Leonard Nimoy is going to be Spock. Like, yeah, world. so so you're not going to so it basic. That's basically what we felt like during these interviews. Yeah, and what was great, like right after that, we had Chavo Guerrero. It was who, a really nice guy. Really nice guy, and we that's the 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 L Ray staff was still with us at that time, and um, we we asked them. So are we supposed to interview him in character? Mm-hmm. And Chavo made a joke like, well, in character or out of character, I'm still Chavo Guerrero Jr., so it's not a big deal. <laughs> that was awesome. So Kurt actually interviewed him for that. And then <laughs> while Kurt's interviewing Chavo, he's like practically on top of Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. I was trying to – I was going like, to tap you until you go on the other side just because yeah. it, it's kind of a rude thing to do, like to interview somebody over the – Yeah. But I mean, she was very friendly. She was oh, perfectly she was fine. Cool. She's a lot better looking in person than I thought. Like her, her. Well, in fact, the only reason I asked her some questions, I, I didn't know what to ask her, but I didn't want to make it sound like Chavo, Chavo, go away. Lady. And you know how you know how bad Kurt doesn't understand Spanish is that I had actually asked Macias about Katrina, mm-hmm. and the first the, the was it the second question you asked. Uh, Katrina. No, the first question you well, asked Katrina ask role with Chavo. With Chavo. The only reason is because they, they, <laughs> they were sitting next to each other. Don't you think that was like the stupidest thing? Yes. Wouldn't you have her? I, I, would, I would have had her with uh, Macias. I, yeah, exactly. I thought, I thought there was an angle going on yeah. with them. You know, that's why I asked that. She was very friendly, though. Oh, she was totally yeah. cool. She was funny. She was yeah, funny. she was funny. I sneak around and with Chavo. Yeah, yeah. She was, she, was really, she's, she was very good. The women that are working with this group, they're very quick to, like, respond, like, mm-hmm. to comment and stuff. They're not like these... They're not as... They're not as, like, lost as some of the women yeah, you'll, exactly. you'll talk to. They seem comfortable yeah. in the environment. Yeah, so, um, Chavo, and then afterwards we talked to Johnny Mundo. Mm-hmm. Who's who was a really nice guy. Really nice guy. Is he, if he's Actually, half, half as nice outside the arena as he is there, then he's got he's a nice, nice guy. We offered to do the interview shirtless. <laughs> he was up for it. We kind of backed out. <laughs> in fact, when we were talking before the podcast, we were saying, there would be a great reality show... Johnny Mundo shirtless and have him go do like people's errands for them shirtless going to Home Depot it's, buying stuff shirtless I, I don't know where he's from but he's very LA like he must fit in LA now yeah I, I don't know if he's from here but he's very laid back yeah I, you know I know little like, about him and, and he seems like the type of guy that you could interview and like just like back in the and like next to his next to a swimming pool mm-hmm. and just like Drinking like margaritas, or exactly, something. and just having this laid yeah, back just laid back conversation. Because it, it was so easy to talk to him. Like right afterwards, I look at him, and you know, I it's not that I didn't really like, I don't dislike him or anything mm-hmm. from WWE. I actually thought it was pretty. He was okay. In fact, he but it's was, just I. What you can't talk about WWE at all. So that's true. But you know, the thing is, I although he did give an answer about WWE, but it wasn't like I didn't force him to like. Right, right. No, it was more of a first question, then my second yeah, question. No, was good. You, you don't my second to... question, I, I should mention, I didn't put, I didn't, I didn't translate the, I didn't um, write, transcribe the the second question because mm-hmm. it was about Dario Cueto, and I thought it his first 
his first answer was so good. I just thought the second question. It would have made it look silly. It would have just looked silly. It, it, it's it, yeah, it, strictly. Yeah, it was just him. TV script. Yes, and then well, and then him. Talk, although I did like that he talked about promoters. How promoters are basically like they're always trying to rip you off and stuff. But it kind of like it was just like it was it was just going on like as a character. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the other one because he was talking about how there's a nice blend of talent in, in Lucha Underground, which there is. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the the whole kayfabe thing was so that was, was that silly. just that, that was, was just silly. Weird. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and I gotta say, you know, as everybody knows, I very rarely watch WWE. Did you even know who he was? Yes. Oh, okay. well, well, in fact, the reason the reason I'm bringing this up is when he was in WWE, he would be a reason for me to turn it on because I really thought he was not just a really good worker, but really stood out from the rest of the yeah. pack. Yeah, and you know, that's man. that's and something. I love the gimmick of him. And that's the other hard to ex- extra, you know, extricate from a battle royal the way he would. He has a look that fits this promotion too. Yes, I think he. I think if AAA ever brought him in, he'd probably fit in there more than just because of the lighter weights. Because mm-hmm. in WWE, like he he was t- telling us how he's. I was telling him he was a lot taller in person because he's got to be like five ten, five eleven. Giant. Yeah, <laughs> next to us, he looked like a giant. He did. And then like, and then he Eze- was telling Eze- us Ezekiel Jackson yeah. towering over. Yeah, I, I, and we saw him um, walking by a few times. Yeah, and um. He was telling me that in WWE he was like really small. <laughs> I was like, man, if you're really oh small, God. just like even his body was so much bigger than ours. I was like, dude, you're like a huge guy. Man, I, I mean, you never know what you'd really do if you had the means to promote. But I had the means to promote. I'd use average guys so that when you bring, bring in a talented big guy, yeah. he would look like this colossal giant. Who and you could use that to your yeah. advantage totally. Yeah. I mean, because he, he and his style kind of works a lot better with the. With the Lucha guys and all yeah. these um, indie well, in guys. Well, in fact, remember uh, the taping the week beforehand? We're not getting too much away, but he he did this wild bump from... Uh, he dove off the second floor. Oh, God, and I said, please don't hurt yourself. Yeah, we didn't even bring that up. We didn't even remember to... We didn't, but that... But that, you know what it was? It really... I, I, it, I really wish they wouldn't have done all that. I understand they rushed us, but there wasn't nearly enough press for them to be rushing yeah, us. yeah. Because I, I think there was so much more we could have asked and stuff like that. And that's why I didn't plan ahead. <laughs> you know, I was telling um I actually I actually sent a message to the Cubs fan. And I told him, I told him, I got invited. But, you know, I'm not even going to plan ahead because I, I think it's all going to be, like, worked interviews. Yes. So it's like, why bother? And we actually, and, and the cool thing is we went. I thought the Mil Martha's interview was, yeah, was very good. Yeah, I was going to say, we went in there with just minimal expectations. We got some pretty fun stuff. Yeah. You know, Then after that, we went to Conan and um, Prince Puma, which, you know... It, I didn't interview Prince Puma, mm-hmm. but I did talk to him. But then I thought, you know what? I better not write this stuff because it was a lot of stuff about him as Ricochet. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm not going to write that. <laughs> I didn't want exactly. I didn't want the LRA people to get upset. We don't want them to think that think think that we're going TMZ on them. Although you we wouldn't, but that's, it's so that's, weird. That's how they, it's, it's so it. it's so weird because this is something I've noticed not just from going to the the Lucha Underground tapings mm-hmm. and talking to the people who work for them, but like. People on there, there are people doing shows and stuff like that. There's like this weird like separation between the L Ray Network and the production company and the wrestlers. Yes, where they don't really mind that you like say all this stuff or like they don't. They know you know that you it's know Ricochet. You know they know they that King Cuerno is Hijo Fantasma. Yes. They're they're saying all this stuff. Even like Hijo Fantasma will like write about it. They just don't want you like there's certain stuff like they don't want you to tell like who's at the at the taping that shouldn't be there. 
that's the stuff they don't want you to say or who can't exactly. rustle. But they don't really care about this other stuff. They're like, they're okay. Whereas the Al Ray now is like, oh, you have to interview them in character. It's almost kind of like the opposite of many, many years ago where I'd, I would bet the TV production crews, even though it was much more localized thing, uh, probably wouldn't give a rat's ass. But all the wrestlers are, don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the reverse. Yes, it's, it's a reverse. It's yeah. like a reversal type of thing. <laughs> it's um, interesting. So then basically what I talked about with um, Ricochet was that he – did tell me that he could still work on um, Dragon Gate. Well, not Dragon Gate. Oh, cool. He could still work Japan. I don't know if Dragon Gate, but just Japan. He did say just Japan. I was going to say, because he but he can't, make a living. He just doesn't have time, because mm-hmm. the schedule's basically like him going to Lucha Underground. Oh, really? That's He doesn't have time to like work the other stuff. Wow. But, so he, Well, I mean, how is he going to go to Japan? Why, yeah, is that, I mean, why is that shocking to you? No, no, I'm, I'm just He shocking. could work indie shows, but I... I I'm just shocked because how long will they do these tapings? Are there going to be... He could probably breaks? go, but that's why no. he, the breaks, I think he could probably as go As long back. as he could go do other stuff, because you got to... I don't know how it's going to work out, because, I mean, I'm guessing he can't work in New Japan anymore or something. There's, mm-hmm. It probably will vary on what Jap- Japanese promotion he can work with. Right. I don't know how that's going to work out. And... I got to meet Pimpinela Escarlata, yeah. one of my heroes, for over 22 years. So we didn't even interview anything. We didn't really interview Conan, but the only thing Kurt asked him is if he could meet Pimpinela Escarlata. And huge <laughs> thanks to Conan for going yeah. right out back and doing that. And the funniest part was I was about to pose with Pimpinela. Yeah, yeah, Kurt hands still pictures. Kurt hands, Kurt hands, and it, Kurt hands me the camera, and right, I didn't even, I didn't even like press the button mm-hmm. like, I was still trying to figure out how to get because I was trying to like put my stuff away yeah. and right as I'm putting my stuff away I hear um, it wasn't just one person that told you no still there pictures there were several yes they all yelled it no still pictures and like Kurt turns around and we Kurt turns around. Yes, there, we were already taking a bunch of pictures <laughs> and it's like it, that was the other thing when they sent me the email the invite they told me they asked me about the camera or the video like was I going to take um, stuff like that and like I thought to myself why take the camera to take... Because really, the only people I was I was thinking were um, Mil Muertes and um, Sexy Star. Mm-hmm. So like... Or Conan. And I thought, you know, Black Terry Jr., I know. I could just use one of his photos. Right, right. Or one of the photos I already have. Beautiful. Or I have one of the photos from the older time that I have. I have thousands of photos. I could just post that on the page and people would know what it's about. So then when, I, when you said that you, you were going to take a camera, I was like, okay, take a camera. Because mm-hmm. they said it was okay. But I knew there was, like, something to it. <laughs> I knew there was something yeah. to it. That one was just shocking because yeah. it's not like it was giving anything away. Or, But the cool part is as we left, uh, just as they, were, as they were leaving, they say, there's a meet and greet out in the waiting area with yeah. some of the wrestlers. And we look, and it's uh, it's Blue Demon Jr., yeah. Mascarita Sagrada, and Pimpinela Escarlata. Yeah. So for the second time that night, I marked out as much as I possibly could without apologies. I got in line and I was doubly thrilled when I walked up, Pimpinela reached out, out his arms and went, Hola! <laughs> so he, he knew I really wanted that yeah, he knew He knew you wanted the picture and yeah. must have been told, he must have been told I'm what not happened. I'm not going to lie, I was, I was a little frustrated leaving that night. It's like, I wanted to get my picture with him. I well, that's what I wrote. Chance, that's what I wrote. <laughs> I wrote it at the end of the article I wrote that it was exactly what happened with um, Stalker exactly, like, Ichikawa. Because yes. um, that PWG show that we went to, so we're watching the show and it was, I can't remember who was going to rustle. It was a good match. It was, I think it was Chris Hero that, that was going to rustle. I can't remember who it was. It, it, so, he was on some, that show. Yeah, but yeah. it was somebody that was going to rustle. And I, and, and Stalker Ichikawa walks out. And, to the to the Dragon Gate uh, merch table, and um, 
I'm sitting there getting ready. The match is going to start right as he's like, I think they introduced everybody and he walks out. Mm-hmm. And so Kurt looks at me and he's like, oh, let's, can we go get our picture taken with um, Stalker Ichikawa? And I go, Kurt, the match is going to start right now. Don't you think that's going to bother them? And um, he's like, no, but he's, he, he's there. I go, Kurt, he's probably going to be there the whole day. Let's just sit down relax let's watch this match and it ended up being a good match because you told me afterwards that, that you thanked me because it was a good match yes it was. and then like yes. afterwards we went and what was cool is that when you took the picture and i took the picture with stalker chikawa mm-hmm. um sima saw us yes and he he I, I had actually bought like this booklet this dragon gate booklet mm-hmm. and he had all the dragon gate people autograph it I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that was kind of cool. And I remember he he actually. And then he sold me a CD. He sold me a CD because he he said he sang on it. I remember that too. And I was like, I was trying to talk to him in Spanish. This is what happens with with wrestlers when they act like they don't know your language. Uh huh. The I started talking to him in Spanish because I he had just been in um Nalcalpan. Mm-hmm. So I told him I I had heard that he had a great match in Nalcalpan. Blew me off. Mm-hmm. Then we started talking about um. The, his merchandise mm-hmm. suddenly he spoke i think english a little bit of english and i'm like dude you speak english why are Portuguese, you being like Russian, yeah so he, and then he told me he was on the cd so i bought it it was a 20 bucks you know? <laughs> that's funny i remember he he broke out laughing when i said where's your best of stalker ichikawa dvd oh really yeah, yeah. i didn't yeah. buy anything though yeah <laughs> yeah you're, no yeah, you're, you're not a you weren't that big a dragon yeah. gate i and, and I, I, I was a big dragon gate fan and i must openly laugh at myself now because years ago tom burke told me the story that had me doubled over where in memphis for like i, I don't i don't know how long this guy was a manager but there's a manager called nate the rat yeah, I remember him. And uh, I think he was like a taxi driver. Yeah. Like a taxi driver. And uh, um, they're at some, Burke's at some wrestling convention, and he's in the elevator with Luthez, and this one fan walks in elated, paid no attention to Luthez, didn't even notice, didn't even care that Luthez was there, says, You'll never guess who just gave me a ride here. Nate the Rat. He was my taxi driver. I'm so jazzed. I can't imagine. Luthez is just staring at him the whole time. That, that's, the funniest th- that's the funniest thing. I got to give, give perps to Luthez as apparently Luthez Smile. was smiling. Like, yeah. this, this is amusing. Like, well, because, you know, wrestlers are very amused at the reaction that fans have sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Conan. Yeah. Conan, every time you'd react to, like, like when you reacted to the Yeti, um, Isis the... Was it Isis the Amazon? Isis the Amazon, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He still he still remembers that, and it's like, like, and then when we saw that dude with the with the snake and doing the Macho Man impersonation, oh whatever, Malcolm, Malcolm, yes. uh, he still remembers that. Yeah. It's like it's like the weird I'll stuff that we were. I'll never forget the look on Conan's face because Malcolm did the Viva La Rasa. Yeah, and he's like, what the fuck? And, and, and he had this like half smile, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a half smile on his face, like, what's this guy? Like almost like he wanted to get inside the guy's head. But he was cool about it, which he was is nice. You know, you you think nice. you think of Conan being like, oh, what's this? Like, because you think he's going to be very serious yeah. about it. But he's very like he's very friendly with like the people when they act weird. Just cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know it's like you know it's not it's not weird in a bad way. I'm saying like weird. No, no fans. It's, it's, it's neat because uh, you know I'm, I yeah, I'll be honest. I I used to roll my eyes at the fans years ago and stuff like in San Bernardino Arena when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, oh, these people are so goofy. Uh, he's, it's like what Eddie Guerrero said uh, in the interview. Was, his dad said, "You know, work hard for these people. They don't have a lot of money." Yeah, that was Chavo. Wait, who, who did I say said it? Eddie. Oh, that's <laughs> that's kind of like when I was uh, eulogizing uh, Mondo Lopez, uh, and, I, and sometime in the thing, I called him Mondo Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but no. Um, but it happens. Don't worry. Yeah, but uh, you know how how you saying these people, you know. 
don't make a heck of a lot of money. Yeah. This is, they're paying a lot to see you work. And, you know, even the fans who are eccentric and stuff like that, they're, you know, yeah, it yeah. means something to them. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a 180 on that. It's like I actually don't like it when wrestlers blow fans off. Yeah, like you know, it's not that. It's not, it, they, they pay good money to, like, go see you wrestle and stuff. Yeah. I remember um, I have a friend in uh, Georgia who he knew somebody who uh, was at a WCW show in Georgia, and there was some bus full of, I, I guess there was some convention for some fans, WCW, and I guess one of the other workers was saying saying something like oh here come the here come the you know the marks. fucking marks like and I always hate when they say that, I know like, I hate that mark, too and, and, and uh, but you know what's worse is like when people who are wrestling fans do it themselves <laughs> like they they start like ironic. like that's like there, that happens a lot with a lot of the, yeah. the lucha the lucha reporters in Mexico uh-huh. They start calling. Um, Do they really? Like when you write like a fantasy booking type mm-hmm. of thing, they'll call you a fanboy. Like they for whatever reason. So so like the it's like it's so funny because it's like yeah now you have a website and, and all <laughs> like like it's it, half of it is them like cutting and pasting stuff off of um, other people's other websites people's work yeah and then or other people's work and the other stuff is them like fantasy booking stuff. It's like. It's okay for them to do it, but like if right, I, right, and and this friend of mine said that Conan said right to the wrestler just looked at me on on the eye and says, like those marks pay like pay your salary. <laughs> he's very he's yeah. very low. That's the thing that I think a lot of people like misunderstand with Conan. He's very opinionated, but uh, he's a he, he's a nice guy. He's yeah, a good you hear guy. A couple like, of sound bites. He looks very serious. He looks very serious. You, you think you hear he's one a, or two sound bites? Yeah. You think he's this tough? Yeah. Just, Real badass. Yeah. When he's actually really cool. Guy. Yeah, he's he's very easy, easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. He's one of, like I told Superboy. He's one of those guys that um, even if you like end up not like having a bad business relationship with him or something like that, mm-hmm. it's like you um he 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 makes you feel important. Yeah, exactly. So then you end up like if if you ever want to like rebuild that relationship mm-hmm. with him. There's always that door exactly, open. Exactly, exactly. You know, and it's not like Paco Lonzo where it's like it's done. <laughs> you're, you're dead, <laughs> you're to, dead me. to me. You know, I put the yeah. curse on you. And I think that's why you see like even Vampiro. How, who would have thought them? Who would have thought were part, You were part. You were. You were like. You were. You knew about that whole Vampiro Conan. Feud. I talked to Conan. Uh, I actually interviewed Conan back when, when they were like. Actually, dude. I interviewed both Vampiro and Conan. Yeah. Cause I uh, Conan, I, I interviewed I Vampiro, and he was talking how old oh, Conan's full of shit and yeah. stuff. And then Conan called me like two weeks later yeah. saying, hey, I want to give you my side. And I said, you know, spill the beans. And I thought, these guys are never going to like Yeah, and now they're like working together. Yeah. They're like, I don't think they're like going to go hang out and stuff because they, they, they have completely different interests. But they um, get along interests. now. Yeah, that's, that's, like, a lot, that's a lot better than... Yeah. I think he's even had him on his podcast, too. Yeah, he has. He has. One that's of actually a very good podcast, too. Was it? Actually, <laughs> Vampiro was, yeah. was fascinating. Yeah, because Vampiro was very... That, that's the one thing Vampiro is very... Um, Fan friendly too. Yeah, he's, he's another guy who's very fan fan friendly. Yeah, and just the, weird as fuck. The, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he makes, it's so funny because he makes a lot of claims that are impressive and true, but he makes a lot of claims that you just know aren't true. And yeah, you, you don't we know probably shouldn't talk shit about him. <laughs> we might no, interview. No, no, he's okay. Yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah, and he's all. a good guy. Well, there was a fascinating thing uh, from the interview with Conan. Is he talked about when he's you know doing security work for you know music mm-hmm. the music industry, and he mentioned Frank Ferry and who uh, is more fam- most famous for constructing Millie Vanilli, uh, you know, putting together bands that are more art projects, you know, kind of like the Village yeah, people yeah. were. Uh, but 
he was the creator of Boney M, who was a disco group I loved from the 70s. I said, and, and he even mentioned Boney M. I'm going, okay, Vampiro, you get huge points for even... Because he was like, he was a bodyguard for a lot of years, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why he now he's a guardian angel. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all legit. That's yeah. all... That, that was one of the things when I first heard it, I was wondering... I'm very curious to hear how, what he's like now as an announcer. Because like I said, he was terrible in Triple Mania. That's right. We haven't had a chance to yeah. hear his work with Stryker. Yeah. Well, that's what I... Um, we also met Dorian Roldan. Mm-hmm. Um, who like told you you needed to learn Spanish? <laughs> that was hilarious. Yes. Like he he. Cause I said, we, we were talking in Spanish the whole time. Hold your breath, dude. Because I, I was I was telling him that people kept asking me what I thought Lucha Underground was mm-hmm. about, and I kind of told him that all I know is what I've seen in the matches, and I said I enjoyed the matches. Yeah, what I like I go, of the product. I, I mean, enjoy. yeah, you're gonna get some matches that you're gonna hate, but every promotion has. I mean, if you have one really good match. A match that stands out, mm-hmm. that's already like a lot better than a lot of other promotions. And it, I think it's smart because my sense is it's going to be like an hour long show. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. I think that's how long a wrestling show should be because I really think. They're going to start, they're gonna start with a two hour special though. <laughs> oh, are they really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. I changed my mind. <laughs> you know what though? No, I, you know what it is? I think once you get past two hours, one hour is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just going to do a TV show where it's like. You don't have, like, a lot of, like... Because it allows you, like, to not put a bunch of emphasis on, like, the bad workers. Mm-hmm. I think, actually, AAA does a good job because they have a, an hour, 20 minutes, which is actually... Mm-hmm. You're not... Get, yeah, you lose some of the matches, but if you could get, like, two parts, that's that works. But then you're not getting, like, cybernetico for, like, being forced to work for, like, 20 minutes or anything. Right. And then they do a lot of trios matches. But then, like, when you do two hours, that's a little pushing it. But what WWE does with three hours is, like, oh, my God... I didn't I've watch. Heard, I've, I've I think heard. this past week, since we went to Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. and I watched. I think I watched some other wrestling show afterwards. I was like, I ain't gonna watch Raw at all. Yeah, from I like, what I heard, Raw. And I heard it was bad. I heard it was. I heard it's like pulling teeth. I heard it was, all three hours. It, ver- it varies because I, I I've been able to like sometimes I'll watch like a, a half of it, mm-hmm. and then like if there's something that because they have two women two divas matches going on now. And are they are the divas still as is that they're horrible? horrible. Like they're wow. pretty bad. Well, I mean the Bellas are horrible, and there's I should, like, I should watch. A they have like the, to, the just to, some of them are good looking, but they're like they're like they just can't work. I mean, Sexy Star is a better worker than them, and it's like straight she is, and yes. she's she wasn't that good. Like she's she's improved a bit, but she's still not the. Well, and that, she's no Fabi Apache. Exactly. exactly. She's no Mar- Mary. She's no um. Marcella, but, well, but no, a lot of people aren't. <laughs> they aren't, but it looks like yeah. she's learned the basic pre, uh, like the the basics of. You, you know what's you know? weird? I think her her feuding with a man mm-hmm. kind of helps her because I think it it gives her character something a oh, little I different. Think so too, because I mean her like because she even does a stance like when she was in the battle royal, she was doing a stance yeah. like getting ready to fight because all the guys like I think it was um, Chavo, the that gang that they have with um, mm-hmm. little Cholo and um, B Boy and. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Reyes, they were all like gonna go at her, yeah. and she was like the because they had fewer baby faces on. See what's what I okay. What my impression? Well, of course, we haven't seen the finished product yet, but it seems like a show where these are wrestlers who are almost borderlining on superheroes. Not superheroes, but almost on the border of it. It's a very what's yeah, well, lucha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even more than just regular lucha. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't see a woman do that stance on a straight lucha promotion, yeah. and. I, 
it, it is so funny. When we first heard about Lucha Underground, I was just kind of saying, yeah, right. This is- well, you know, the fir- and then the first taping also happened, and people were like, oh, God, this looks... Because it was a lot, That's right. a lot of focus on Chavo and Blue Demon. Mm-hmm. Although I think the Chavo thing, I think, I think people are reading too much into it because Chavo's matches aren't lasting that long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. With the day we went, it was like a... Both times three, we went. Three, four minutes... Well, actually, he was in the battle royal the second time. Yeah, yeah he was. He was, and he didn't last that long because I think he eliminated Sexy Star and then they mm-hmm. threw him out. And um, but his singles match, I would imagine his match with Blue Demon isn't that long because mm-hmm. I'm guessing there's interference and stuff like probably. that. Probably. So um, it it probably isn't going to come off as horrible <laughs> that first show, <laughs> that first set of tapings. Yeah. But the ones afterwards, once they brought in the AAA talent. A lot better. I mean, Pentagon Jr. is amazing. Oh, he's great. I Phoenix love- is really good. Mm-hmm. I really like Matt Cross's role. The uh, Matt Havoc, son of Havoc. He I has take that. He has a black mask, and then he has like the the his red beard coming through it. He kind of looks like an executioner, one of the eighties type yes, of wrestlers. Yes, executioner. Um, from the hills of Kentucky. Yeah, the Equalizer. I think there was a guy named the Equalizer, or something like that. I think that was Dave Sul- Sullivan, wasn't it? That he had like a beard I- for a while. There was like a bunch of different guys who had like. Oh, that. I remember. Oh, I remember. Troy Graham as the Dream Machine in. That's who he looks like. Yes. That's who he looks yes. like. It was one of those guys. I was trying to put my finger to. It. I was like, he looks like somebody from from like Memphis or something. I was trying yes, to. But he, exactly. the guy, works like a like. And you know, he really needed that because I think, without the mask, he's your basic vanilla baby face. I agree. I agree. without the beard and the mask, he's very basic, very generic. Yes, I do. Agree. You put the beard. He looks a lot cooler. And it's a great... Role. But then it's, the way he works, it's like very high-flying. Exactly. So with the mask, it works even better. And it's high-flying, but he still comes off as badass. Like and he's with Huntress. Technical. He's with um, Ivelisse yes. Huntress. I was like, That's very cool. I was going by her Twitter. I love... Yeah, we'll... <laughs> yeah, love, my, yeah. my world's falling apart because now I'm, I'm going over... I'm, I'm referring to people under their Twitter handle. <laughs> and not their actual names. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, from hence on, I'm going to be Vandal Kurt Drummond Brown. <laughs> no, I have at you're at Vandal I'm Drummond. I'm at Vandal Drummond. <laughs> I, I I used to have a friend, a guy named Dave Tyus. May he rest in peace, great guy. But I had so many nicknames by the end of high school that every time he'd see me up up until like well into adulthood, he'd he'd say Kurt Corbiorla Kilroy Drummond Brown. <laughs> And I think there might even be one name I'm forgetting. But well, I, there's, a, there's a lot of wrestlers who are going through that. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't even a wrestler. <laughs> Look at Mil Muertes. I was like having was, a hard time. I was having a hard time. I remember. was a dork in high school. Yeah, I was having, somehow I was getting laid, uh, laid out with all these nicknames. I was having a hard time just remembering Mil Muertes. How to, what to call yeah. him. I think he has a mask. Yeah, yeah. He, it kind of looked like a... Oh God, who did it look like? It looked like somebody's. I can't it, remember. It's almost like a more raw version of a Mil Moskers. Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of like one of those. Like, like Mil, if Mil Moskers was a character and came out of a cave instead of a, a yeah instead of a palace yeah. or something like that. But uh, yeah, so the matches that we've gone to, they the shows actually have been pretty good. I mean, yeah, I'm actually very curious and the Battle Royal wasn't that wasn't that particularly great. Bug me? Yeah, but I, yeah. it was basically just John, Johnny Mundo trying to break uh, save himself. And I dig that. And I thought the, the last match wasn't as great either because I think the guys were pretty worn out by yeah. that point. But the first match was insane. That was beautiful. Did you see um, King Cuerno's um, tope when he hit it? He hit it on our, in our direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that's Yohoi Fantasma. Because <laughs> he's, he's the only one that does that. Well, actually, I recognized, I, I was telling people that I had to check to see his tat, if he had his waist yeah. tattoo. <laughs> but, you, but you called it pretty much. Yeah, I knew right away. I was like, because the way he stands... 
he stands a certain way, and that's the hijo del fantasma stand. Yeah, the only time I ever I ever called it on the queue like that was uh, when I first started watching Lucha, and I saw Felino, uh, and I didn't know anything about. I I knew there was a guy called Baby Casas, but when I saw the, the patented head scissors off uh, the ropes, I said. That's got to be a member of the Costas family. Is, is he the fastest worker you've ever seen, like, just from the way he moves? Because he moves really fast. Wait, wait, wait. Felino. Felino, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a guy who, like, speeds up, like, just going back and forth so fast. Oh, God, yeah. Because he does a well, lot. Of... In, in fact, remember Superboy said that was one of the people he was most thrilled to work yeah, with. Yeah, because, I mean, just... that guy was just like, that guy, even now, he still works very fast. Although now he does a lot of comedy. Yeah. So kind of like, eh. But he's earned it. Yeah, he's, he's at that you stage know, he's where. In, he's put in his. He's, he's at that stage, and he's. And look, he did all that all that fancy shit. Yes. Was a mid-card guy. Now he, like, s- smells his armpits <laughs> and is a main event guy. That's, that's his... There's a lesson to be yeah. learned, young wrestlers yeah. listening. There's a lesson at, to be learned there. Look at Mr. Niebla. Mr. Niebla, before he was, like, a clown doing all this mm-hmm. stupid, like, comedy stuff, like, he basically wasn't... I mean, he had that run in, like, 99. That was 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, people didn't really think of him as, like, a big star. Now he's a main event guy that people even yeah. overrate him. Like, they're like, why isn't um, Mexican people? Like, yeah. they're like, Mr. Niebla, he should be in the main event. So like, where, uh, where you're thinking, have you seen Pesta Negra matches? I mean, Pesta Negra matches are all over the Pesta place. Pesta Negra should be Pesta Negra. It's the, but it's like, all over the place. The yeah. matches are horrible half the time. Like, but they're fun. They're, uh, they're <laughs> I mean, they're, I think they're a kid. Ugh, yeah, you don't watch that much Lucha, that's why. No, I've, I haven't seen as much. Maybe I'd get very burnt out on it if I yeah, saw if you watch Yeah, if you watch a lot of Pesta Negra, the you're like... The entrance alone, though. Oh, no. On. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that they're horrible, but yeah. it's like, there are points where they're just like... And I think they're starting to like... It's like the gimmick is starting to like narrow. They're starting to like. It's kind of. I'm kind of noticing like a lot of wrestlers like in different groups in, in CMLL, like in with the Pestanera Nero Casas being dragged along by the mm-hmm. by the Pestanera because they're not as at his level. Well, because they're doing comedy and he's like, he's a good. He's even doing comedy. He's still, he's, a rare, he's, a he's rare still team. really good. And he's and a then, in this business works his butt off. And then the other guy is really being dragged down is Girl Maya Junior with uh, uh, Reyes Atlantida. In fact, because um, Delta isn't at. It's never going to be at his level, mm-hmm. and Atlantis is slow. Like he's a lot slower now. Fact, so then, Girl Maya Junior. Junior, he, I, I'm, I'm bummed because he seems almost. You know, I'm pissed now. I, sh- I'm pissed now because I know Conan once asked us if, um, well, I didn't ask you, but he asked um, a couple of us what we thought of Girl Maya Junior, mm-hmm. and I don't think we brought him up because mm-hmm. I think there was like there's a selfish aspect of uh, like telling people to leave a promotion, right. And, you know, at that time, Girl Maya Jr. was getting well pushed in CMLL. He's non-existent. And right now, I'm like, yeah, he's well, he's the Arena Coliseo Tag Team Champion. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, but right now, I mean, I think, man, this guy would be great in Lucha Underground. <laughs> like, he'd be fucking awesome. Like, he'd be him great. And, he'd be yeah, great. I, I think, no, but, but, I, no, seriously, I just think CMLL, like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Because when I watch it, it seems, like, it seems like half the time you don't see him... I mean, he's on the shows, but he doesn't seem very visible. Right? Yeah, he doesn't. It, it, he's starting to like. They're starting to drag him down. I mean, yeah. At least like M- Mascara Dorada, you can't drag that guy down because he's really good. He's like a high flyer and do, does crazy shit. I dig Mascara Dorada. A girl, Maya Jr. will do crazy dives, but then like you see, like when he has his matches with Vi- with Virus and um, Nero Casas, singles matches, and you're like, man, this guy can do so much more. And what's he doing? He's tagging with Delta, wrestling Okumura and Kamatachi. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, oh my god, <laughs> that has to. And that's like that. They've that that's run its course. Like that whole like Japan versus. Because I mean, there's not that many like. Yeah, that's that's old news. Yeah, so that is old news. I must say. So I guess what I'm saying is the CML guys should yeah. all jump to Luchon. So, <laughs> Just kidding. So before we move on to uh, other topics, I, I, I had... We got to talk about um, Cuchillo passed away this this week. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, I... You know... The only I, don't, time, I didn't really see him that much as a The wrestler. only time I really saw him was when I went with Dave Meltzer to Japan. Mm-hmm. He was one of the crew on the, uh, the Lucha tour. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, Hamada's UWF. Yes, exactly. It was the second tour... And uh, if I were, you know, they were, they were using him kind of to just uh, kind of more put over Asai and prep a, a, a match with Asai and Negro Casas. And he was definitely past his peak. He wasn't bad, but when you, I mean, to show you what a tight crew that was, the people on that, sh- on that tour were Negro Casas, uh, Super Astro, Forrester Guerrero, Blue Panther, Ijo de Santo. Damn. It was... That's like your, the dream crew. It was like the who's who of great... <laughs> of, yeah, of that then. era, yeah. And it's not that he was bad, but he was, in that group, he has definitely passed his peak. But, um, I mean, the guy had a legacy. I remember reading about him when he was El Polaco back in the 70s. Yeah, I didn't even... I was reading I was like, why? I didn't even remember that. I remember... In fact, <laughs> I the reason like, I remember it is... Yeah. I, I know they're almost non-existent now, but... Pol- Polak jokes were yeah, yeah. when I was a kid. I just remember reading that when I when I was a kid and and just laughing. I was like, guy named Pol- Polak. Yeah, really? and, and you know, to, to it, here at least in the U.S., if you called somebody a Polak, it was very derogatory. Yeah, you yeah. did not say that unless you were Archie Bunker on All in the Family. You could get away with it. You could get away with everything in, in lucha in lucha libre That's in right. Mexico. But, but so if I'm looking, I'm saying El Polaco, and I go to my dad who knows a little bit of Spanish and. He looks and says, "I think that means the, the Polak." And, and then right look, next to it, right next to it, you see El Nazi. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. El Nazi. And it's I, like, I, oh I, my I, god! I couldn't read Spanish, so I don't know if they said how many Polaks does it take to screw in a light bulb. But you know, uh, well, I, like I was telling you, the the, the one um, the one um, couple of posters that um, Chris Zellner had found of um, some indie show in Mexico mm-hmm. that headlines with the guy with the N word. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, oh, dear. I, and you know me. First thing I ask Chris, I go, "Is it? Should we be offended?" And he's like, "No, as long as it's spelled that way, that's not offensive." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I go, "I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna spell it or anything." But it's like you know, you know, you don't want to offend. I, you don't want to post a poster and like people. That's a weird thing. You have a website. People, it's not you doing the work. Like the poster or anything? Mm-hmm. That's not you doing it. Oh, God, yeah. It's them doing it. You're just putting it on there so people know where to find the well, shows. In fact, at work, I have my poster uh, advertising the uh, Leandis show, the uh-huh. Leandis show, and it names all the wrestlers. Oh, Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, I had to take a Sharpie and mark out those two names because that Did you not friend go over. Kurt, I need to ask you a favor. Can you friend the Ku Klux Klan? Okay, let me tell on you. On Facebook? But hold on. Mm-hmm. and then And then when you do it, I'm gonna write. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. You know how people say they want to be friends on Facebook, and if you don't confirm, their request just stays there on your queue. <laughs> He's on there. <laughs> He's, on there. He's been on there for the, uh, ever since the show. And oh, you got a friend up so I could write. I no, thought so. I'm not. I, Please. I, he's a nice guy, but everybody. I have almost liker at aol.com. 
why I yeah. Tell him to friend <laughs> Ku Klux Klan so we can write. I thought so. I thought so. I knew it. L anything like that. L y g e r at a o l dot com. Write me, ask me, so I can write back and write N O. I'm not going there. I just want you to do that because it's I, hilarious. Oh God! Oh. As soon as I saw, I think somebody else friended him. I, I think it was a Luchador. Work on Facebook. Yeah. they saw that. Uh, I saw. Well, you could get. Lucky. I understand it's a gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't understand if somebody else did it. I, I think you could tell it's like the most Mexican-looking dude. That's the funniest the part. They were so he's so yeah. obvious. And the strangest thing, I I didn't know if it was him or the other I know, then I saw there was two and I was like, man, which one was the one that you met? I know, the what <laughs> the last one. One when he sm- one of them when they smile He's missing his teeth, isn't he? He oh, is he missing his teeth now? I thought he you was. You know a- why that is? Why? They used to be two gold teeth that had the initials KKK on them. Oh jeez, that's awesome. So I wonder if somebody punched them out of his mouth. That is awesome. <laughs> Or maybe like his his family's like, um, Dad, I don't know, want to break this to you, yeah. but we we're getting in trouble when yeah. you pick us and, up. And uh, there's free dental care down yes. the street. Uh, why don't you I get something? Why don't you get something different? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I've been wanting to ask you that for like the longest since, oh, since the Legend oh, yeah. Show. Yeah. The, so so. I want, you know, I want you and Dan to friend him. Dan, Dan Farron. <laughs> oh, Dan, a story. When Dan, Dan Farron. Story salon, I could just see how that would. Dan Farron, if you friend yeah. Ku Klux Klan number one, I will write, I thought so. I guess he Dan a story salon. <laughs> somebody sees it. Oh, boy, would he be called on the carpet. And then I, of, he'd be call, uh, anywhere he'd be called on the carpet, but especially story salon. Very uh, multi-ethnic group there. And by the way, I, I do have to do a little non-wrestling thing. You gotta say, you gotta add, add, have him request me as a friend and I'll friend him and then I'll tell, I'll start to, <laughs> just kidding, don't I have to become friends with him <laughs> first and you can't, oh, oh then forget God. it. <laughs> You're trying to, behave yourself, right? Okay, let's, let's, let's continue. What was the, well, 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 I wanted to say quickly when I was at story salon the other night, it's a, this is a non-wrestling thing, but this tripped me out big time. I don't think I've ever heard of a religious cult called the Children of God. No. This is a cult that was started in the late 60s. Is this the one from um, Anaheim or something like that? I think they were, yeah, I think it was Anaheim where they oh, started. Okay. It was a guy named David Berg who was like a one of these, you know, just his whole family had a traveling ministry going everywhere. And when he broke off, he started courting the hippie crowd, you know, the, the peace and love yeah. crowd. Uh, and he started uh, something called flirty fishing. Uh, and what flirty fishing is, is he would send the beautiful women in the cult to go out and have sex with men to bring them in the cult. And once they're in the cult, they had to, of course, like, you know, fleece them of all their money. And is stuff. this cult still around, Kurt? Yeah, international. You can, you can email Kurt at oh. liger at AOL.com for more information. <laughs> Afraid it was going to be in big trouble. <laughs> And so am I. <laughs> so, so back back to the. Well, but I, I, the first time I ever heard of this cult was in the eighties. I remember one of the shows, like Twenty Twenty, did a big expose on them, mm-hmm. and it's frightening that they are still in existence. Uh, there, and uh, there's a very famous case of a kid who was born into the cult who they said was supposed to be the end time prophet, yeah. and this kid was pretty much molested from the time time he was born. Uh, you know they're. As they say, he was you know being shown love or some bullshit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But he eventually, when he's older, 
left the church and you couldn't deal with the real world and he ended up uh, abducting one of the you know people who was his quote nanny and a slur of throat and then killed himself oh wow it's a very but um it's one of those I've this read, is like this is going completely different i know course. it's going in different <laughs> no but it just works because i've read i've i i've read about this cult over and over whenever i try to the whole thing about religious cults fascinate me because they can be from every degree from not a terrible thing to the a thing that's just totally totally um horrific on individuals and families outside of the cult. Uh, and this is probably one of the worst of them all. Well, I'm at Story Salon, and uh, there's this girl named uh, Bella Baca who is, you know, reading a story. She's somebody who d- did some acting and some, uh, I think, set design uh-huh. in Hollywood. Um, and, you know, pretty bright girl, pretty, you know, really, really cute, cute gal. But she reads her story, and then she says, by the way, I'm going to be, uh, you know, releasing my memoir soon uh, called Child of God. And I just like, no way. And she says, it's about me growing up in a cult. And I just very kind of just became a master. Was that? And she says, children of God. And I go, oh, my God. And I didn't know what to say. I said... <laughs> I feel like an idiot. I just kind of said, are you okay? <laughs> and she says, well, writing about it has been very therapeutic. My mom got me out of the cult when I was 11. Wow. And it, it just, one, it seems like she's a very, sounds like she really has coped well as an adult, very nice person, but it's, I never thought I'd actually meet somebody who actually was there. And I, I, I felt you friended I, her on Facebook, huh? But you won't friend Kuka Clan number one. I think there's a reason for that. I think a very <laughs> obvious reason. <laughs> but no, that's my that's my interesting non wrestling story of the week. But I was gonna, how, how did this? How did our Kuka Clan conversation? I up, because I brought up Dan Fair and getting a oh, story okay. So that's what that that was the cat. I was like, how did I was asking you to friend yeah. Kuka Clan number one? I wasn't expecting like you to friend join a sect. <laughs> no, I don't plan to join a sect. <laughs> if I'd, I'd like to aim a rocket launch. A, a secta. A secta. A secta. La secta. La secta. Oh, there's the next wrestling gimmick. Secta 2000. Oh, there is a secta, though. Just AAA. one wrestler, though? No, it's a bunch no, of... No, no, no. I want one wrestler. One wrestler. They should actually do that. Have, like, one of the secta members, like, split from them. Yes! And, like, tell stories of what they did and everything. Bitch. We should tell Conan. Oh, my God. We got to tell should. Conan and Dorian yes. Roldan this. Yes! Now that we're in speaking terms with them. Have them say they're writing their Cause, book. Because what did don't, didn't Dan tell us that that Russ like bookers enjoy being told ideas and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and especially being told you're doing it all wrong. Mm-hmm. Look, I can save the promotion. I yeah. can. Um, what was I gonna say? So shall we? Uh, uh, well, you know what I was la- what, what getting back to Cuchillo, uh-huh. which was um, the fun, the the weird thing was like when I was looking for photos of him. Mm-hmm. It was hard to find a photo, like, because he passed away. You don't want to, like, yeah, he wouldn't, I'm sure that this guy wouldn't have given a, he wouldn't have cared if you posted a photo of him, because it's his gimmick. It was something oh, yeah, he was proud yeah. of and everything. But, it, I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, be looking for photos of Cuchillo, and he's holding a knife the whole day. Yes, <laughs> this yes. huge knife, and it's like, yeah, I don't really want to. It was a pretty cool looking gimmick, I thought. I dug his I mask. His I, I dug his mask and the outfit. Mm-hmm. When I was looking, I was like, man, this is a, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because, there's not a lot of footage of Lucha and all this which stuff, is a shame. which is something we're going to talk about with the absurd, with the Hall of Fame stuff mm-hmm. and all this. But um, 
because there's so many guys that we don't really like we only know from like limited viewing exactly and then of reading about them but there's you didn't really get to grow up seeing them yeah so then you don't have that whole attachment to them like oh this guy was great or anything like you know like you hear people like pray trying to get junkyard dog or mm-hmm. or um ken patera or the japanese wrestlers into the hall, wrestling observer hall of fame but then, like, luchadors, until, like, the last three years, mm-hmm. never got anybody. Like, you never heard any, like, you never heard a lot of these guys being brought up. It was always, like, more of a, okay, this or, guy. Or if they did, one guy would show up and be like. visible, like, those cars. Or Ciancara, yeah. somebody like that. It was never, like, somebody, like, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't somebody who was, like, a, a, an old an old guy in mm-hmm. the 90s who was yeah. a huge star in the 80s. Exactly. Whereas now, the last three years... There's like there's more of an interest in like all those guys, which like, is cool because I think I think there's getting to be more uh, people interested in the history. In the history, yeah, Lucha, which is great because yeah. there's a lot of people who sh- I think should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and uh, the more historians you get, because that's what you're relying on most is the historians who understand it. Yeah, and actually the same. Well, you know, America, I was, there are people. There are I think I, I would bet you anything if you ask. Somebody like Steve Yohe or uh, well, Matt, see, Matt Farmer about wrestlers in the forties. I bet you there's at least a handful that they say I have would no idea consider. why they're not on the ballot. Yeah, and and you know you just can't like overthink it either. Yeah, but exactly. it's kind of funny because like when you're reading about Hall of Fames for other sports or other things, mm-hmm. they're picking people. They're not picking all these like groups and everything. They're they're not picking like every baseball player because like when you're watching sports. There's like some good players that you think, oh, this guy's pretty good, but you don't really think of him as a Hall of Fame guy. Right. Whereas in wrestling, we don't really know a lot of these guys. Like, are they that much better? Were they that much worse? And you have to rely. And then, yeah, you're yeah. relying on like, like not just even finding other people who know about it, but like magazines or like paper newspaper clippings, stuff like that. Knew them, promoter. Yeah. When you see, and then like, and then there's that other thing where like in wrestling, there's a lot of people who are like very um, jealous of other people. Oh yeah. So then like. You won't get like a straight answer, like even like reporting. Like I, I was reading. Um, I can't remember what I was reading about, but they were saying like um, I think it was on Cavernario Galindo, mm-hmm. and um, no, it was Sangre Chicana actually. Mm-hmm. They were um, they were talking about the wrestlers of that of that of of that year, and somebody was saying that um, yeah, Sangre Chicana had a good match. It wasn't that great because it was it was a lot of brawling and a lot of blood. It was great brawling. Yeah, like, and it's like yes, it, but it's like well. You're, you're think I'm not talking about that match. I'm talking about like a bunch of different matches. Right. It's, it was it wasn't anything like that, but um, but it's like you're thinking about that, and it's like the reporter clearly has a bias towards a different style. Right. So then right. they don't really think about it, like brawling, and that's what I remember when I was a kid. People hated brawling. Like there was like a there was a lot of lucha was more of a technical style, whereas like the brawling yeah. is like ah these guys are just beating each yeah, other. Yeah, and a it's number, American wrestling. Exactly, and a number of guys in lucha back, especially back then. When they brawled, it wasn't all that. They were weak brawlers. Well, there you know, some good ones. Too. Well, you know what it was like. It, like in the nineties, what happened with brawling and, and lucha was like everybody kind of started viewing it as um, what the the dinamitas and you know those trios matches where they just brawling like and, brawling and like, like but the they're masks. not they're not really brawling. It's like them yeah. just like wasting time, like trying to like just make the match like the equivalent. Of it's a lucha. It's basically yeah. lucha. It's like the equivalent you're, of a wrestling. You're bad lucha. It's your bad lucha yeah. basically. Whereas yeah. brawling, once people started saying, "Oh, Stanger Chicano versus Paraguayo," or mm-hmm. Stanger Chicano versus MS1, um, one of my favorite. Those are ever. brawls. Those are brawls. Those were like amazing brawls. So then, like you're starting to change the whole tr- the whole view of what a brawl is. Yeah. 
now you have people like that's a good brawl because I remember when I first started going online and I would like Jose Fernandez was always like online and um, mm-hmm. Rob and all these guys it wasn't a lot like I'm pretty sure if you go if you go on a lucha site it's the same group of people who were there like right. 16 years ago so um, they would talk about like brawling and stuff like that and they'd be like oh this match sucks and I go yeah that's because that's bad lucha brawling mm-hmm. I go there's good lucha there brawling and there's bad lucha brawling. brawling so then the guys who had actually seen the 80s wrestling would tell you this is good stuff. Yes, yes. And then like the other, the guys who were watching like the dinamitas are like that's bad wrestling. Yeah, exactly. And I feel bad for Cien Carlos because I think that's why he wasn't. That's why he when Yohi brings up because Yohi was the one that really like went to bat for him more often mm-hmm. online that I saw online. When he would ask why lucha voters weren't voting for him, it's because a lot of the lucha voters and I didn't really watch his previous stuff. Mm-hmm. They were watching him as. Shitty Sankaras, you know, like, <laughs> like they, were, they were seeing him teaming with um, Mascara and those mid universals, me or those random trios where they're just having like these really boring yeah, kind matches. Of the opposite of the Brazos, where they put on their working shoes, the Dinamitas, yeah, kind of went, yeah, so it's like you got to remember all that stuff. But when he and when Sankaras wanted to work, he worked well, yeah, you know. But how many of the how many people voting actually saw that? Yeah, and then you know, I was actually amazed because I was people are, are starting to like, there's more people like. Being open about their ballots online, Which is awesome, yeah. And I start seeing people who vote for lucha, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't really consider them lucha people. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's not me being like hating on them. No. It's me just like surprised that they would consider themselves lucha people. Well, in fact, over the years, because like when I, I don't vote. Yeah, I don't vote, and I mean, when I see guys who I kind of got into that got into lucha through me it's mm-hmm. like that's when i kind of start worrying about them voting it's like yeah i don't know if you really know lucha you know i i you got to be like an old fart for me to like really be like saying you're a lucha insider yeah, i'm an old freak <laughs> there you go <laughs> well i you know it, it, it's it's one i i love the history of wrestling even more than watching wrestling uh but i mean what i've seen the most of is lucha as far as hall of fame yeah and so I maybe pick one or two. I think I picked people from England a couple of times. Yeah, because you knew you knew who, what they did. I knew who so. they were. And one of the cool things now is you can actually find a lot of the British TV on. Yeah, TV. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, but um, but you know mo- most of my picks are wrestlers in Mexico because that's yeah. what I've seen the most of. Because you saw pictures of them years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go based on looks. <laughs> The, like, cool, the cool thing about well actually the people that the people that that days had on there are mm-hmm. people that are, I mean you're yeah. going to be familiar with oh totally if you're a lucha person and one of the you, cool things about being somebody my he's not, age he's not picking like like um, like somebody like Jack O'Brien he's not forcing you to like remember <laughs> like Dientes Hernandez yeah, or guys like yeah. that he's not it's not like those and I guess I guess the historic like somebody previous from I guess that accounts for lucha in Japan too like anybody before 1950 oh, is historical yeah. Only historical people, like, will decide on them, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't think... I, I, I think I, other other than Steve Sims, I don't know if any of the I historical people would this, know. I confess this to David Dixon Span. I like the way Dave, Dave does the Hall of Fame thing, but I remember Bix and I, even we couldn't figure out exactly how the formula works. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, he's and, even mentioned that he doesn't know, like, he doesn't even know if some people should vote for certain stuff. It's like... Why are you really going to, like, lose sleep over it, too? Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I enjoy, I'm, the thing I love most about Hall of Fame is the people who get in. The bios, the really. The bios are amazing. Yeah. You know, in fact, I, I... They're all factually wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Who was it? Who was it the other day? Was it... 
Brian Alvarez, who... If Brian writes them, we're going downhill now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, we are now on the Lucha podcast with uh, Brian and Steve Sims this past week. You mean the Steve Sims show with Brian Alvarez? That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. But yeah. but there, Steve was talking about his book project, and Brian, and he was asking how much of the stuff in Brian's book was factual, and he said most of it. But he says <laughs> when you write a book on wrestling. No they don't really how change. hard you're going to try, you're going to find that you got something wrong. Yeah, I think it's true. Well, in fact, you know what? Even like if you're writing an article, mm-hmm. uh, like like a, a blog or something, you're going to get something wrong, and we all do it. Like, yeah. and, and that's why, like, even like Dave Meltzer, like I've kind of learned not to like email him all. Like, and I never really did, but like mm-hmm. Rob in the coach stand would do that. Like when he does the uh, when when he does his observer and gets lucha mm-hmm. some lucha stuff wrong, they'll they'll like point it out. Yeah. And I think Dave must, like, Dave must, although apparently Dave can't tell them apart either. So now there's, like, this whole mystery of, um, there's another person that does that. Apparently it's not just the Mexicans who can't figure out who Lucha Blog is. Oh, how so, funny. It's so, like the mysterious um, yeah. twin devil it's like, wrestling. I, I don't get it. Like, for me, like, this is, like, mm-hmm. off topic. I mean, maybe because I've known them for a, lo- a little mm-hmm. longer. It's like, how do you not tell them apart? It's like, <laughs> Rob's, like, the, Rob's a lot more uh, of an aggressive Writer, Cubs fan is Cubs is more of a laid back, back, like um, thinker. He's more of a thinker, like so. um, So if you and Rob doesn't write that much either, so it's like there's a big difference. So then when I see like Dave get all upset about it, it's like it's like well, you know, I don't really see the point in like worrying about. So I don't really write it in anything. And then it happens like when you have your own stuff, like when you're writing an article, you're gonna find something wrong. I found stuff wrong in like a bunch of articles that I read this past week, and I didn't really worry about it. I don't worry. It's about not. It. It's just the way some. And, I mean, if you're like, if somebody writes, if somebody American, like, I've read a lot. Of, I've been reading like lucha articles. Matt Farmer did a great job. He got some words, like some names wrong. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who isn't going to get names wrong when that's not your language? But that's a really good effort because one of the best books that was written by a non wrestling fan was his not. Names blank is it John Capoya, I think, who mm-hmm. wrote the Gorgeous George oh, really? bio a few years ago. The guy was not familiar with wrestling at all. Yeah. He he uh, he was reading Bob Dylan's memoirs, and Bob Dylan said Mention. Gorgeous George was the one who con- convinced me that just by seeing him walk through a room said that I have to make myself like the center of every like like Dylan was in bands before he was a solo artist. Oh really? And they kinda went nowhere and somehow seeing Gorgeous Schwartz walk through the room and him himself being the center of attention, uh uh he said it, it was as if he was saying to me, You have to make it happen yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh so John Capoya got interest, who's this gorgeous George guy? Now he went on and wrote one of the best Bios I've ever read on a wrestler, but got and, one thing wrong. Well, no, that's the thing is when he was on with uh, Byron. What does Brian, this have to do with uh, what I was saying about people getting things getting wrong? Getting wrong. I'm coming to it. I'm getting to it. Now this guy's a journalist. I mean, yeah. this guy's a, a not a wrestling journalist, but a journalist. But when he was on Brian Alvarez's show, he said he did his best to make you know get everything straight, all the facts right. And yeah, after says, he read it, but he says I know probably some people got one over on me here and there. Yeah, almost. Admitting that it's one of the hazards of being a journalist, and that's the other thing. A lot of times, it's not you getting it wrong. Yeah, you yourself. Get, it's the person sending you the information, exactly, exactly. or giving you the information. And you have to if you're going to do a, like a book. especially in wrestling, people are telling oh, you so much bullshit. Are so much big bullshit. Yeah, and 
you know, anybody who feels like reading a good history book, the Gorgeous George one is amazing. Yeah. And he, for, for somebody who didn't know the business, he did a great job. Um, but I think even outside of wrestling, it's tough because you have to read between the lines. And no matter how hard you try... There's going to be something that either needs a correction. Yeah, yeah. So, to so then you like spend like like I do that. I have a habit of doing that a lot. Like like when when you see the list that I do, mm-hmm. the reason it doesn't get done right away and why it takes months. And I'm saying months. I mean, I started like in March and I still haven't finished the list. Yeah. It's because I have nonstop um, updates like previewing it just because I want to make sure it's not and wrong. The list is one of your yeah, and that's like one of the things I I. I I almost don't want to do it anymore because mm-hmm. it like kind of becomes like a little bit of a uh, it just because I always have other things going on, mm-hmm. so it like kind of starts bugging me. And I know if I get something wrong, I have to change it. I have and to go back you and change take it. Take your time. Yeah, on and I rather yes, and make it look it. nice and yeah. stuff like that. And you know, people don't really get upset about it. Like they don't. They exactly. know it's they know it's exactly. just it's so, something I do for fun. So then. Um, but then, like, you can't do that for everything else. Like, exactly. if you, if you got to, like, if I did Nuts. the Lucha Underground, the 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 recap, the the trip that we did, um, if I would have spent like months, like weeks writing that, I would have already forgotten all the other stuff that was going on. Like, yeah. I I almost <laughs> forgot the Mascarita Sagrada thing. I actually had to add that. Oh no way! I almost I forgot that. I was like, I was already done with that paragraph, mm-hmm. and I was like, because if you notice, I didn't mention that was the first spot we that was the last spot we mm-hmm. went to. I wrote that afterwards because we had started in the going in the the, the where the ring was at and yes. everything. And then I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about Mascarita Sagrada. And so I added that. That was so great. But then, like, yeah, if you start worrying about that stuff, it's like, yeah, it's going to. And that's the cool thing about blogs now. You could just, like, correct it. (laughs) As somebody, you just correct it, you move on. Yeah, Yeah. you check in, correct it, check out. Yeah, Yeah. but whereas some stuff I just like to make sure it's right. Because people get very nitpicky about it. And it's like, yeah, I got to get it right. And yeah, I know I, I do that. I try to get over people being yeah. nitpicky, even even if it's me who's wrong. And so like, you know, and so getting back to the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. when you go to that, then you got you got to go through the the to find out information on like some of the older wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You got to make make sure that person is actually being reliable, like the report, exactly. like you know, like some of the stuff, like Karloff Lagarde. Now that there is a guy that like people weren't sure about or anything. But then, like, you're going based off of, like, magazines and stuff like and that. And history. And, like, if you go through that, everybody thinks he was fucking insane, like, really good. Like, Should've, he was great. What The one thing that jumps out at me is I can't remember which was it the welterweight title. There was a title. The welterweight title was, like, the biggest title. Like, that's, like, the main title yeah, in Yeah, and in I think he Mexico. held it for something insane, like, seven yeah. years. And I thought... And then you promotion. see the guys the guys who were involved in, in that, in with him. Mm-hmm. Rene Guajardo. Yeah, the names that are there, it's like, these guys are all Hall of Fame type exactly, of... Exactly, exactly. I mean, there might be, like, one dude that, yeah, you're not that sure about. Yeah, Carla Flagari is probably one of the guys who's most deserving to get in the Hall of Fame who probably won't make it. Although Bix, uh, Bix wrote down his result, his picks. And, and he had him? was one of them, which... Yeah, because is his is um his tag partner in it, Guajardo? I think Guajardo's already in. But I think Zen because he was also a promoter. I think that's why he Probably, was. Probably, yes. Yeah, because... Yes. Um, but and he was so famous as as being one of the best technical wrestlers. Yeah. In fact, his gimmick was he was a Rudo, but he was a very technical Rudo. Because it, it's funny, because I was hearing Dave talk about Ultimo Guerrero, and he said mm-hmm. the tag team of Ultimo Guerrero, Ray Bucanero, and they compared Lagarde to Ray Bucanero, and I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Because hmm. um, Ray Bucanero is not even anywhere near, like, if he, doesn't, if he can't get in with Ultimo Guerrero as a tag team... He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't go in on his own because Ray Bucanero, Like once that team broke up, he's not. He hasn't been the same wrestler. 
He hasn't been at that level since. Then. I was gonna say I haven't seen a lot of him, but Ultima Guerrero is the one who's he's, really. He's the one, who, and and even him, like I I like I wrote down all the names, and I I actually rated all the guys, mm-hmm. and I do have Cien Caras as the first guy I would vote mm-hmm. from that list. I had Hector Garza last, just because I thought he he does. I mean, I would consider yeah. him, but like this is a pretty loaded. See, that's the thing. This is a loaded group. And I yeah. think that's going to be the the trouble for a while. Some of these guys aren't going to get in because it's a loaded. Yeah, uh, I put you know I put thought into it. I I don't like Garza. My... Garza had a great career, mm-hmm. but then like you look at all these other guys, all these other guys were like headline guys well, the on their I... own. Whereas Garza, his big headline thing was him being a, a, a part of a group like De, um, the yes. Perros del Mal. During the, he, the Mister, he was he he was a big name during the hot period of somebody and during else. The Mystico, thing Mystico, where... and all that. In um, AAA, he was like part of the. I don't even know if he was like the big act in AAA mm-hmm. because AAA itself was the big thing. Like at that point, because that was basically Steber like. Pena was headlining with Cibernetico versus Tiger, oh, I thought Tiger or whatever. Oh, was the going through the motions. He was awesome. Yeah. He, oh, he he's still charisma. great worker. I mean. And, and you, but I always viewed him as like the second tier guy. Like I always thought he was a, he's a main event guy, but not that guy that. And was, it's not he that he's a, not deserving. It's just there's so many good people on the list. Well, it's just eleven. I had I had Garza behind Vampiro, and oh, you know really? the reason I have Vampiro, and I would I I think if you told me to pick between Garza and Vampiro, I put Garza ahead of Vampiro, mm-hmm. just because Vampiro didn't have that career long longe- right. longevity or whatever. But um, Vampiro had that. If you're going to consider Mystico at some point, mm-hmm. that, and his short his run, Vampiro had that little brief run where he was like the biggest star. He was a big star in Mexico. Oh, and Physico witnessed that first. And he was like the yeah. he was like the he was the him and Conan and those guys were the main guys. Oh God, yeah. Whereas Garza was never that level of. Um, That's true. But then you see Vampiro afterwards. Like if you told me that the rest of the I'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't vote for yeah. him. I would. I, I don't even think he even makes my top one hundred um, mm-hmm. greatest luchadors or anything. Just yeah, I think because he's like he's not he's not at that level. Like he's not a he I mean, wasn't a, he wasn't def- a good worker. He's definitely an icon in the business, but as far as being one of the top hundred of all time, no. I'm I'm thinking he's kind of like a Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Like Goldberg, That's I think people would put, people would consider. I don't think people consider him a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy who had like a two three year run, successful right. run, where you thought this guy could be a big star continuing on but like they never did anything else with yeah. him so it's like that's how i view vampiro yeah that's a good way uh, now because you've seen this seen more of the feud that i did but when there's the peros del mal with mystico i i thought it seemed like guys like garza and aguayo jr were really responsible for really getting this and yeah they were they were really the the stars of the group and that's why yeah. you kind of that's why that's why you have that little battle of garza where it's like mm-hmm. i see vampiro like just from that period, but then Garza takes the edge just because he was really like, he was like he was like yeah. the Arn Anderson Arn Anderson type of guy, right? Yes, but it yes. was a lot a lot more important than Arn Anderson because Arn Anderson was never never you never would have had Arn Anderson win the 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 WCW yeah, exactly. world, and he probably should have at some point, you know, because he was cool. he was that he was that good. He had promo ability, mm-hmm. had all that, but they just never used him that way. They never gave him the shot. Yeah, I always wonder if he came along ten years early. The old argument, ten years earlier, or ten years after. Yeah, because I think he probably, he was like Stone Cold, kind of like that. True, true. Then at ten, I have Doctor Wagner Jr. I was at, on the fence with him. I don't have him on the list at all, but I would. I could see him being ahead of Vampiro and Garza, just because he's actually had a lot. He's a lot. He's a lot more popular than those guys. Mm-hmm. He had that. Um, 
he just hasn't had the. I don't know. There's just stuff that I don't really think he. A would. lot of I, yeah. I think a lot of it is is I think he kind of shoots himself in the foot. Yeah, he's 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 killed himself go, having successful mm-hmm. runs and promotions basically. Yeah, I mean I that whole loved his run in Japan years ago. Yeah. And I, 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 I think there's a lot with me. There's a lot of of where he wasn't that great before that. Mm-hmm. He was good, don't get me wrong. But like, yeah. it wasn't until he went to Japan where he kind of like became a star. Mm-hmm. And then he started having like, but then he started getting the ego also. And I was like, ah, oh, this guy's not that can kill it. That kind of just ruined it. Like when he started having that little feud with um, CMLL, like, yes. and, then, and then AAA, and then all stuff. It's like after a while, you kind of like, like have to. Yeah, it got old after a while, yeah. and yeah, I hear ya. And after him, Ultimo Guerrero. I have him at nine. He, I, I would put him ahead of Dr. Wagner Jr. The tag team with mm-hmm. Ray Bucanero. Yes. Was huge. Then the mass match with Atlantis and the run with that. But then what holds, what I have against him is that he's basically been responsible for like some of the worst stuff in CMLL like the last three, four years. So. Yeah, but also one of the most iconic moments yeah. in CMLL. Yeah, but it's like. He's ruined like a lot of the matches and stuff. He, he's not as good. He's not as good as as he used to be either. So it's like there's a lot of now, stuff. Now, like, although I like him with now, him without his mask, mm-hmm. I think he might actually have a, a a good career with that. He actually has a cool. He face, has a cool look. You know, it's yeah, kind of a badass look yeah. to him, and and just yeah, that 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 match is one I'm gonna. Remember. He still has more time to like develop to like mm-hmm. more add to his career, but it's like. He should like if you put him in. If you say Ray Bukunara, I would say yeah. You know mm-hmm. them as a team, I would consider him on his own. I would. Con- I mean, if you voted for him, I could see why. Yeah, but it's not something I'm not like going to go. Oh, I would vote for him automatically. Yeah, and I wouldn't pull anybody's teeth for not voting for. Him. Ahead of him, I have L.A. Park. L.A. Park was the first one I put in. Really? A- absolutely. I had him ahead of just because. And there's the other thing. L.A. Park actually had um, drew better outside of. Um, Ultimo Girl wasn't as big a draw. I believe that totally. outside of the Mexico City, or as big a star outside. I mean, he became he was that, but Ali Park was like LA that dude Park was drawing was just like amazing. That run after he left WC after the WCW thing died, him and, and Hijo boy, Santo were really boy, good. Even though WCW, he fucked. He's another guy who kind of screwed up his career. Also doing the whole yeah. being being Park, him being Park he having did, he did, but it. it <laughs> How do I put it? Big timing, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. No, no, he, he, he is a dude who definitely is not egoless, and he he did some of the Dr. Wagner stuff. But, but he didn't do it as bad. He didn't do it as openly as on Wagner. That was the other thing. Yeah. Wagner actually would mention the people, and, like, people... That's the reason I don't think you'll see him in CMLL. Right. They have, like, a... You have, like, a big split between them, but it's like, and yeah. I... I, I I was just amazed at what a smooth worker he was. But I mean, just what a... And I actually think he's a far better worker than um, Wagner. I agree, totally. I think he's he's a guy that can actually do like a bunch of different stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that he, full body costume. I would yeah. pass out if I... And then the ass kicking he put on La Parca. That was the other one. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I would be like, that would be it. Yes. Because that's when AAA really turned around when yeah, he went to yeah, AAA. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I remember the the L.A. Park versus Parker feud. I remember just what a big deal yes, that was. I mean, that was like for really... him to be off, you know, kind of sort of on the map and then push that feud. I mean, this this dude is a piece of wrestling history. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I actually he had was a... just awesome to watch. Like even when they tried, they 
buried the luchadors the best they could in WCW, but even he stood he's out. He's still, like, yeah, he People was still... People loved him. They'd job him right and left, but they dug that guy. Yeah, it wasn't like what they did with Dandy, Silver King, Vianos. Yeah, exactly. All these other guys, Liz Mark, where it was like, they actually were held down, and you kind of noticed that they started losing it there. But then L- La Park, LA Park, mm-hmm. or... When I was talking to Mil Martes, I said La Park. <laughs> <laughs> I like La Park. La Park. <laughs> and he said LA Park. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, because like, you know, you say it. There's different ways you say it. Because like, some people say LA Park. Yes. So, um, but he actually, like, I just think he, like, he's somebody who probably just gets in because people still know him. Like, they're like, yeah, I know who that guy was and stuff like that. He would be like, he's like, he's become like a, a bit of an icon type yes. of character. I have Brasso's at seven. They, I put them in definitely. You did. I just uh, you put Ultima. You said LA, you put Ultima Girl. I did put yeah, Ultima and Ellie Park. I put Ellie Park and, and I did put Los Brasso's. I, I guess because of all the teams, and you were more familiar with Brasso's than I think a lot of people who voted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things you kind of think about is is post their glory years. Yeah, you know, Super Porky kind of became Super Porky, the big star of the group, and yeah, and. Um, but man, when I saw them in their heyday, I just was amazed. One one of the things I loved back in the day is when they had uh, championship matches. How the Rudos would usually wrestle as Technicos. Yeah. And man, did these guys shine! And I even remember at the end of a one of their trio defenses, just the whole arena screaming "Brasos, Brasos!" I remember seeing them in Tijuana and just that up the ante would up the draw in the yeah because you knew they were gonna they were gonna bleed too <laughs> that was the other one they were like the they were bleeders <laughs> that's true, technical that's wrestlers true. who also bled which is like a big thing in mexico and, that's... and just and just uh well one whenever i talk to wrestlers about just the respect they have for yeah them, yeah they were always way so back team. when yeah they were the they were always brought up as like that Somebody you wanted to aspire yeah, to be, yeah, yeah. And somebody you could I, learn when, from. I remember when I was a kid and I first saw the Brussels. You see these three short, chubby guys, and it's like, man, these guys are. But then you see like the armband and everything. And you see them working. It's like, oh, these guys are pretty good. Yeah, they can. Be you know, but the first time you're taste. like, yeah, they can be. I don't really get taste. it. And, and when they lose their masks, they looked even cooler. Yeah. Because I mean, then Porky got to show his expressions and stuff exactly, like that. And that's why he yeah. became such a big star because, like, he, he overshadowed them because he actually showed what he, you know, he showed, he actually had that face that everybody, like, you know, the comedy face. He had the yeah, comedy exactly. face. Like, he did, exactly. He, he was did the great one comedy. brother who would cry while the yeah, other brothers yeah. would chastise him. Yeah. And they're still heels sometimes when they were doing that. Yes, yes. Uh, that was the other cool thing. It was cool hysterical. Thing. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah they, they definitely get a vote. Six, Blue Panther. Of course. You, did you, you vote for him? No, I voted yeah. for him. Every year I voted I was actually him. having a hard time debating on Brasso's Blue Panther. Mm-hmm. Because I actually think the Brasso's were a better draw than uh, Blue Panther. I think oh, that's definitely. where... But I think the difference is Blue Panther is like technically... If you're going to go based on work rate, that guy's technically... Yeah, I running. remember from the first time I saw him, the one... You still haven't watched his match with Bobby Zavala. No, I haven't. Damn you. <laughs> that one match is days. good. The match I remember best of his was the match he had in the early yeah. 90s with Super Astro. I think we should... Three. Every podcast, I should I should bring up, have you watched the Bobby Zavala Blue Panther match? And you'll be like, no, I haven't. <laughs> and write me at L-Y-G-E-R at AOL.com to chastise me for yeah, not watching that, that match. Super Astro. And then was that the LA it. match? The I, Super no, Astro. No, it was in LA. I don't even remember what. To be honest, I don't remember what from. LA was um, Solar and him, right? The one that was on tape. I think so. Blue I Panther. Think so. Blue Panther versus Solar or something. 
Um, oh, God, I remember there's one that wasn't taped with Parata Morgan and Solar, mm. which I, you'd want to scream. If- there's another guy who isn't in the Observer Hall of Fame, right? Parata Morgan? I don't think he is. Mm. No. He should be. Satanico's in, right? Yes. I'm almost certain. I'm... I don't think M.A. Asuno. No. I think somebody's going to suggest the Infernales as a trio. Oh, they should be. You could go in more than once, right? Like, Satanico can be in and then, like, the trio? I don't know. Or does it have to be, like, they go separate? It's That's an interesting question because, you know, like a team, I don't know if they're in or not, but Gordon and Goliath are yeah. one of... But it's funny, I've always, you know me, I'm, an, I'm a lifelong Black Gordman fan, even more than Goliath. And I knew he stood out as a singles worker, but I, I didn't. It didn't really hit me till recently that he actually drew a lot of crowds on, on his, his own. own. Yeah, yeah, especially with his food. Because you're so monsters. used to it being Gordman and Goliath. Yeah, by the time. And I that's why I was right wondering, there. like, how do the how does it work? How did the Infernales that's get a? That's a good a, question. Although I don't know if the Infernales would. You don't have to put them in as a group because Pirata Morgan had a pretty impressive career on yeah, his that own. That's awesome. And MSA Uno did too. I mean, it's not just like. Yeah. Because if you're going to put in there for now, then that's Espectro. Um, who else is you there? Could, there? Masacre, Ray Bucanero, Timo Guerrero, Verno, Mephisto. God, yeah. Euphoria. I remember Masacre. Uh, I didn't remember uh, Masquera <laughs> Magica. They should all be, they, they all get into the Observer Hall of Fame. <laughs> Klaus Kinski yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah, so what, Blue Panther. I would, I mean, just work rate would be like the... I, I was just always from the first time I first time I saw him was in 1987, and I was just an awful. That was about the time I saw him. He was. I was a huge fan of his. I just remember when I was a little kid, we would have like a couple of our friends would be like, "Who's your favorite wrestler?" And like I would have one friend say, "I'm like Macho Man Randy Savage, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan." I think the one guy who was really into wrestling would say like um, Ric Flair or something. Right. And people were like. like Rick Flair, you, what are you watching? Like, because everybody knew WWF. And then you say, and then I say Blue Panther, and they're like, "Who the fuck is yeah. Blue Panther?" A Blue Panther, <laughs> a Blue Panther, a Blue Panther Because you know they're used to like these weird these names. Yeah. Where you're saying Blue Panther, like who's that? He's a I, I would say Mexican wrestler wears the blue mask. That's a Panther. And they're like, really? Yeah, I remember yeah, when he's, I was really, assist- he's awesome. <laughs> when I was an assistant teacher, this was like around 1990, and yeah, and. When Hulk Hogan was the rage, but there was this one kid in one of the classes named Fernando, and he'd get into these big arguments. He says, Ijo de Santo would kick, or not Ijo de Santo, El, El Santo, Santo would kick Hogan's ass. And they're saying, Santo, who's Santo? El Santo. <laughs> and it's one of the few times I was very inappropriate and got in and I said, Guys, stop fighting. And I look at the kids, and by the way, Santo would kick Hulk Hogan's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just, I mean, that's just one of those guys that you know more or less yeah. should be in. Uh, I had fifth Huracan Ramirez, which uh, I find it weird that he doesn't get more recognition, which is weird. Like, yeah, because he's basically one of those guys that when you think lucha, I mean, I grew up a lucha fan, like as a, ever since I was a little kid. It's it's Santo, Cavernario Galindo, Blue Demon, um, Rayo de Jalisco, mm-hmm. Mil Mascaras, and Huracan Ramirez. Yes, those are the six and guys that you think about. Could you name a wrestler who has been? More often imitated than Huracan Ramirez. There have been more Huracan Ramirez's than there have been Mr. X's. What we need to do is like have Huracan Ramirez, whoever it is, 
the most random one. The reason, yeah. Except the, holding the Wrestling Observer newsletter. If he gets it, if Hurricane Ramirez gets into the. <laughs> what we should do, we should just put a mask on somebody and call them Hurricane Ramirez, except. El, El, El Hurricane, El, El Hijo de Hurricane Ramirez yeah. Three Jr. Accepting the award yes. for his fa- his great great grandfather yes. or something. Yes. Yeah, I had him just because I just think he's like, I mean, as a Lucha fan, I mean. It just seems like one of those it's, it's, obvious it's guys. Gonna, you're going to think I'm nuts, but I didn't include You didn't him include him. Because I... you're white. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think it's a Mexican No, 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 no. It's I, a Latino I, thing. I, I, no, I actually uh, cringed at not putting him in because, one, he was one of the cinemas. But you know what it is? Because I think you vote, you vote for U.S. too, don't you? You vote for more than Yeah, you. but um, especially the last couple of years, it's mostly Mexico. And I put maybe, like this year, I did put in Rock and Roll Express. Mm-hmm. I think there are three non-Lucha uh, folks I voted for. Um, and I'm blanking right now. <laughs> uh, well, well, of course, the, non, the, non, <laughs> the non-Lucha people, Don Owen is the one that yeah. I know we'll never get in but should be in. Yeah, I, I just love reading all these people trying to figure out how many people they could vote for. I saw somebody write that they had, um, like, I think it was Chris, who had, Chris Downer, who had, um, I think he had 12 people. And then um, so Rob might have been the one that told them. Mm-hmm. I thought we could only vote for ten. <laughs> and it's like, it's like. So I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't even understand. The instructions you guys. say ten, yes. and five. You can have five picks for the non. Oh yeah, I think that's what it was then. It, you, I, I think the, it used to be you could vote for all the non-wrestling yeah. folks, but I bet maybe that got out of hand yeah. or something. Yeah. But um. I can't believe you didn't vote for Hurricane Ramirez. I can't either. I'm no, 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 I don't say that with great pride. I, I might actually even put him. Be, I would yeah. probably even put him ahead of Ciancaras. Um. Four, I have Lagarde, mm-hmm. Karloff Lagarde. He should be in. Just because I think he was part of that welterweight division in an era where it was like the biggest exactly. deal. And plus he was part of one of the greatest tag teams in Mexican exactly. wrestling history. I mean, that's like, there really are five teams. I think their team, Dr. Wagner and um, who was um, Angel Blanco, was Angel it? Blanco, yes. Uh, the, Lila, the, the, uh, the White Wave. Who else was top five? I can't remember. I can't remember. But I think they're definitely in there. Mm-hmm. I, I love what. What about Eddie Girl and Love Machine? I go, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't think, <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of hard to like pick them up. They, I mean, they, they are up there. They are they're up there. They're up there. They're up there. I just don't it's, know because if you're because they... if you're going through history, I mean, they really didn't have like this huge long run as a like Eddie Guerrero should stand on his own in that one. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, the, the team was awesome. And yeah, they just the didn't have this like long. Bar, you're talking about bar passed away. Yeah. Soon. And then they they didn't really have a lot of tag team like it was a lot of like trios and a yeah, bunch yeah. of other stuff. Um, then third I had I don't know who I have third. Apparently it's missing. Oh third Viano three. He always gets my vote. Viano three. I, I I ever since day one I said he should have automatically been put in. When did he start wrestling? More or less seventies. Seventies. If you go just seventies to two thousand, he's in. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what he did afterwards. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Do you do you look at Michael Jordan's um, post Chicago Bulls career and say he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? No. Yeah, you know, I've said it. End of story. I've, I've you don't even. I don't even exactly. argue it. I've always said this in relation to Parata Morgan. When I, I can't remember, this was a few years ago. You've heard me say it a hundred times. When somebody says, "Oh, he's not doing that much." Yeah. And I said, "This guy's earned his keep. If 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 a promoter is willing to hire him and he just wants to look. stand at the corner, he's Parata Morgan." Here's how I look at it. Go to Mexico, mm-hmm. see what these guys are living in, mm-hmm. 
and then tell them to retire. Exactly. They can't. Exactly. They can't. They can't. This is like their profession. Um, we're at that age. Once you get to 35 years old, mm-hmm. 35, 40, it's not easy to get a, new, a, a job that you were trained when you were so 20. True. So Because they're looking for the younger people who are, who are learning the latest technology. So you're basically telling guys who are like, who are doing this for like 20, 30 years when they were making tons of money and you're telling them they got to retire. Like this is happening now with Atlantis. I'm getting like mm-hmm. people who are telling me he should retire. And it's like, no, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. He has a right to earn a living. I go, what do you think he's going to... Michael Jordan, sports athletes, entertainment, they have the, the, the luxury that they actually earn money once even after they're retired. Autograph exactly. sessions, autograph signings, um, commercial stuff like that. Michael Jordan has his own brand. It's basically his own brand. Exactly. You, you, I don't see Viano 3 having his own and, brand. And he's a, not going to sell. Here's, a, here's an interesting parallel. How So it really bugs me when people do that. It bugs me too. It bugs me too. Hey, look, if Atlantis was hurt and all he could do was work at Armbar, he's Atlantis. Yeah. He should, he, and he... He's got my blessing yes. totally. Like he needs my if blessing. He's, yeah, if, <laughs> cool if, if if he's getting pushed as a main eventer, don't get mad at him. Well, here's a it's pro- not his fault. It's the promoter. Here's, it's here's the promoter. It's CML's fault. It's not him. Like way back in the '60s, football players made so little that they would wrestle on the off season professionally yeah. to make better money. And in fact, Ernie Ladd left football. Yeah. Because wrestling, he found more enjoyable, and he made a lot, hell of a lot more money. But are you going to judge footballers back then? Couldn't you see a lot of sports analysts saying, ah, they wrestled on the offseason? Or better, even, even if you go, like, even, no, they didn't even not thinking, money. not even thinking midseason. How, what, how long do ba- uh, football players last? Not long. Not long. Usually, like, they're, they're, like, if they're lucky, they have a seven. The average, like, if they're lucky, is seven years. Yeah. And, that, you know. and that's lucky. Because a lot of them retire, like, in two, three years because they, like, number of concussions injuries they can't continue so what do they do afterwards they get into other things like they got to get into other like pro wrestling or something like that exactly they can't if they continue to play football what do people start oh he sucks he's old he's old why is he continuing hang it up and if it was possible for them they back in those days they probably would have kept playing until they fell over dead because they that's what they know if it would if so just imagine that times like a hundred because people wrestlers aren't making any money, right? I mean, they gotta earn a little bit of a living, you know. Exactly. So I always, exactly. I always, so, I have no so when I view, when I think people yeah. like start thinking about Viano three post two thousand, it's like, yeah, but you know, he has a lot. He's done a lot. He's done a lot before that. That even two thousand one, more or less two thousand one, two thousand one. From if you go back two thousand one, from nineteen the seventies to two thousand one, here he did a lot. Yeah, I what saw he, him live several times in Tijuana. Amazing work. And there so. is a difference between the reaction to the Vianos and Vianos 3. Yeah. The fans were nuts over Viano Tercero. He specifically yeah. was, a, was a focus. And, you know, with the first time I saw them, I just thought, oh, three Vianos. But, um, and then Everybody I, knew I, Viano 3 was exactly, the big I deal. Billy Anderson raving about Yeah, him. he was the big deal. Yes. It's like, it's like so, so I, I just view it as he should, like, I, I'm pretty sure if you ask people in Mexico, they and that's that I don't think there's any voters from Mexico other than Ernesto Campo um from Super Luchas. Mm-hmm. If you ask them they probably vote him in right away. Like they they probably just like say yeah, he's yeah, a, he's, he's, he's a he's shoe in. in. He should be in. Um second I have the Misioneros. 
de la muerte and you didn't vote for them they should be in but I didn't vote just because <laughs> seriously and that's not a knock on them yeah. they should be in but I, it's just yeah it's, I mean it's it's uh, it's based on how you view like like I said there's a lot of people who didn't watch wrestling if you're watching in different times or you're not familiar with that one person you're going to vote for oh, a yeah. different person if I could vote for 15 people this yeah. would be a lot easier <laughs> yeah but then you'd be but then the, it'd be pointless because then you'd have like 15 people exactly. going in and then like the following year you wouldn't have anybody in there because people would be yeah. like, already be in there and Dave would actually not have as many people subscribing because mm-hmm. he people would be like why am I going to order the Observer this this year there's no Hall of Fame <laughs> <laughs> There's no one to vote for because yeah. I think that's his most his best selling um, issue, isn't it? It is. In fact, they yeah, have, so, I think in this the last issue they have some offer where you can buy all the Hall of Fame issues together, which I am going to do because ooh, so, the, so, so if he stops, like if there's one year where he doesn't write it, nobody's going to want to buy it. Exactly. So it's like he's going to lose money. It's he's got to he's got to he's got to have like a couple of people not go in, you know. Yeah, but Misioneros just because they were basically the best working trio in Mexico for so many they years. They were. It's so funny because I mean Negro Navarro wasn't even at that time considered the best worker of the group. I think it was Signo early on, and he's the one who's persevered. I mean Negro Navarro, yeah. yeah. Tejano passed away. A, a that was sad. Of years. I got that. You know, of somebody I never met for some reason, that one really made me sad. I mean, just and and he kind of became like a bigger singles guy on his own. Like after the, he was cool because he, he had the he had he joined up with Silver King yes. and then he did the other stuff. He just had a real cr- cool yeah. presence. I I actually am really that same Japan trip where I met Kuchio. That was the Japan tour where they reunited uh, the Missioneros. And uh, even at that time, I just sat there thinking, "This is so cool! I get to see this trio." And yeah, and not putting them in, man. Like I said. Kurt, I cringe not putting them in. Kurt's sending an email request to Dave exactly. Meltzer right now, and, demanding he send, get his ballot back. Yes. <laughs> and I said, Dave Meltzer, you can write me at lygeraol.com. You know, so who ends up writing the bios for the Lucha guys? Um, Steve, right? Steve Sims and so. combination of Steve yeah. and um, Dave. I can only imagine he's probably like, oh my god, don't vote all these guys. <laughs> I gotta get some time off. I don't really. Yeah, and so, Dave's probably thinking the opposite. No, just Americans. Just, oh my god! Yeah, I gotta, yeah. Get no I gotta sleep. write. Well, he never wrote. I think there's somebody he hasn't written one for. Um, who is it? Ray Mysterio. I think he hasn't written something about. There's somebody oh, that. There's somebody that I can't remember who it is. Might have been Doctor yeah. Death or something like somebody that. A bio, but it was a bio about something else. I can't remember. He was gonna right. write a bio and he ne- he, never, he hasn't written it or something. And number one, I've seen Karas, just because I mean, biggest yeah. probably one of the most important matches of yeah, our life. Right. Of a our match, a run. match so important that people force their way into the yeah. arena and damage the structure. So he's got to be like he, the top heel, like from the seventies through the yeah, yeah. mid nineties. Because even like when he was old, he was still drawing with AAA. I mean, that's yes. I mean, after that, you kind of and even then, I mean, the the trios matches were kind of like the Dinamitas matches were already kind of like ugh. oh totally. Yeah, I actually saw him in my the first live match I ever went to. Really? I mean, not the first, the third live. Match, which was who was in the fourth life match? You, so. <laughs> I can actually tell you that. I can tell you, uh, in the fourth life match I ever saw, it was in Sacramento, California. It was Pepper Gomez and D- Dean Ho versus the Von Steigers. Kurt, you gotta now, see. Now, name me everyone that was in the battle royal that you went to last, the match from last week Johnny Mundo, okay, Pimpinela, Mil Muertos. Okay. And the rest of them. <laughs> sexy star. <laughs> You're like sexy star. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I, I could probably name you more people in the 77 yes. battle. Seriously, I could. But no, I, uh, she and Cars was brought in as a babyface mm-hmm. teaming with uh, Victor uh, 
Rivera. What I'll never forget was his spot in the battle royal. Is the valiants were in there, mm-hmm. and he had to be confused in that thing. <laughs> like I got, I got to imagine like a Mexican dude like in. But, in a but battle. this was this was the greatest spot. It, it was comical looking. It, it uh. definitely didn't make people think, "Wow, that was brutal." It was just funny. But uh, the valiants injured somebody. I can't. Remember. Oh, I remember it was uh, Alfonso Dantes. Uh, that dude was awesome. He was a great... In fact, he wrestled George Wells on that show. Huh. Master, match, Master G, right? Yes. Yeah. The match was maybe only seven minutes because on Battle Royal Night, all the matches were a 10-minute time limit except for a title match. And this was just hold-for-hold, hold, beautiful, poetic chain wrestling. Wow. It was... Like, he had not turned heel yet. He. It mm-hmm. was just the two of them. Well, what happened was in the Battle Royal, Andre... Uh, in this Battle Royal, you could get pinned or get over the rope. So, Andre... I think he had big splashed Alfonso Dantes, and they have to stretch him out. And Andre, since he's a babyface, feels guilty. So, so he's, he's helping them get out, and the Valiants sneak up on him and throw Andre over the ropes. And then they're leaning on the ropes, laughing at Andre. We got you. And then Cien Cars does this drop kick where he jumps up, and each of his feet touch. Oh, cool! Kick them, and it was so cool looking. <laughs> yeah. And, and the Valiants were cool, just the way they sold it. They yeah. sold it like their world had ended. But see, that's what makes. Battle Royals work when they do that, but exactly. then like sometimes when they, some of the stuff that they do on Battle Royals, like oh my god, not another one. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly. And then everybody really like I think every promoter is stuck in that era where it's like they still use Battle Royals all the time. It's like oh no, not another one. They they mean something yeah. if you use. You do it once. I, I would I wouldn't yeah. mind one every once in a while. Like what or even like if they do the Royal Rumble concept. Exactly. I don't mind that. But, like, man, when they start doing it all the time, it's like, oh. well, well, Yeah, because what was cool in... Cage it, matches, too. Oh, I hate cage matches. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, I even hate the concept of a cage match. Yeah. Like, whoever runs away the best. Yeah. Get, where, when I was a kid, you had to pin the guy. I used to hate... Then you had to climb over the cage. I used to hate WWE cage matches because of the, how big they were. <laughs> they yeah. switched over to, like, the regular size. The w, Back then, the WWF. But um, now they have like the regular side. But I remember thinking, man, that was the only re- that was one of my arguments why the NWA was better than uh, WWF back then. Because mm-hmm. the, the the NWA had real cages. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And, and like WWF that. had the big old holes, and so yes. so so you could fit your your you could actually fit people like practically fit arms and stuff through it and everything. It's like it made no sense to yes, them. Yes, yes. You know, as a kid, you're just thinking all these weird, weird things. Oh, totally. Well, yeah. because when you're a kid, you're trying to think sensical yeah and it's you're, like you're thinking you know i used to remember, remember those cage matches those cages that had like they look like they had like fence but it like kind of like not bore not barbed wire but it was kind of just like the yeah, popular yeah. and they had wood on the sides and stuff like that i used to think man that stuff must be unsanitary the whole time i was thinking these guys are gonna get these guys are gonna get infections and shit like I that remember, <laughs> i remember in ripper leone's Memphis was like Pro, uh, Bakersfield per, uh, or, or that whole area he promoted but in Bakersfield he and Moondog Moretti were feuding and they were supposed to have a cage match and some disagreement happened with the guy who brought the cage and I I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember exactly what they did but we went out there um, they built their own cage yeah in the parking lot oh really sure, no they got some stuff from some, a hardware store it must have been like the the first UFC match. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was something flimsy, but it still yeah. looked good. It looked it it served its purpose, and I even remember, you know, Ron Star wouldn't talk a lot to us. He he was he was, I mean Rot- Rotten Ron Star. Rotten Ron Star. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I mean, he he 
I always dug him for whatever. He was a great worker. Yeah, I loved like I loved reading about him because his name was Rotten Ron Rotten Star. Rotten Ron Star. I was like, man, him and teaming up with and Chicky Star. You should have seen. You should have seen when he he was a technical when he's a babyface. Really, dude could wrestle. I mean, not. Just I was excited when when um I think he was gonna they when World Class was gonna bring him in. I was like, oh, they're gonna bring in Ron Star because they were they would announce all these mm-hmm. people are gonna come in and nobody ever came in. <laughs> I was like, well, nobody's here. It's still like the Simpsons versus Eric Embry all the time. <laughs> Come on, Kevin Von Erich again. How many times can I watch Kevin Von Erich? Barton, unless it was Barton Homer Simpson, I guess. I remember when Kevin uh, Von Erich would wrestle barefoot. I kept yes. thinking he was going to, like, step on something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, isn't he going to step on if something? If it was a heel, that yeah. would be great. You step mm. on something, you sell it like, you know, an old... Thumbtacks, can you imagine? But, but Ron Stark... You just drop thumbtacks and you yes, win the match? that'd be funny. Ow, ow, ow. Okay, so back Ron to... Star, Ron Starr, he's putting it together. They're just doing the best they can, and he says... Hey, we, we might, might not be like. What did he say? He said he's. What was he? Southern, like the southern guy. I believe he was. Yeah, yeah. that because he was all over the place. I always remember him being in uh, oh, Canada. Oh, he got a huge push. Canada uh, as a junior heavyweight in, in Canada. Group. Yeah, and in uh, Stu Hart's. Yeah, and then Puerto Rico all the time. And it's so funny because in Leone's promotion, he started out as a heel, and they turned him face. And I wasn't there for the face turn, but the people who said you, you, they never saw a greater face turn because. They brutalized him so much, and he sold it so well. Like when they threw him out of the ring, he rolled down the ring steps. Like it, oh, wow. they said it looked like he was taking like a fall down a flight of stairs. And then the heels, one of the heels, went back to the dressing room, brought out Ron Starr's like briefcase or you know gear bag, and just like threw it at him. <laughs> and it said said the place was going crazy and that's cool like how come you don't get that now exactly. when, when guys turn you don't see them getting kicked out of the locker room and anymore. you don't even see them that upset yes you don't <laughs> see them upset you just see them turn and that's it yeah and a star was a great baby face i mean yeah. I, I know it's probably hard to find baby face footage of him but he was really there's really a lot good. of i don't even know if there's a lot of footage of, well they're probably much. but he but he said something we hey we might might not be the most uh you know top-notch pr- production wise but when we advertise something, we were going to come through. Cool. And I just thought that was cool seeing the yeah. wrestlers actually building it and not telling the fans get out of here because that's. Did you actually was. see the wrestlers building it? Like right there building. It was Star and two other guys. I can't. One other was a wrestler. Oh, I think one. One of them was a young Hulk Hogan, <laughs> <laughs> paying his dues, <laughs> or the, a young Sting. How oh, come Sting? I did see. I did see Al Perez there. Oh really? The the. Territory. Uh, I, I, I was that. I, who was who was the one that kept saying he was like he was. He was the one that thought he deserved to beat Ric Flair, right? Yes, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. Okay. Great worker. I, 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 thought, I thought he was cool like when he was in world class. Yeah, he, he, was, like was, the, he was good in this promotion, but yeah. he, he just kind of hyped He's just an ass, that's all he sounds was. Like, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's there's something yeah. from what Gary Hart... Yeah, I think Gary book. Hart was the one that was saying that. Well, and it's funny because Gary Hart in that book... I mean, I, I respect what he did. The guy was amazing, especially surviving all the things he survived. But it's weird. It seemed like he was either praising people or just shit. <laughs> I mean, immature in that sense, but it was interesting how he gave both praise to Al Perez, but also said, like, yeah, eh, something like, not Yeah, right something not right about him. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we were talking about who guys that you ha- we haven't seen on the ballot. I have. I don't really know how who hasn't been on the ballot, I'm, but I'm guessing, like, there's been guys who might have been in the past. Mm-hmm. That never made it. Is there, there probably any? are. I just I don't think there has been like the guys that we that we brought up. There, we've they haven't before. Like Songer Chicana, El Dandy hasn't been on the ballot. He should be on the ballot. 
if I put some thought into it, I had no idea. Fishman. But I, I was here, like, I, Dave brought up Fishman, which I thought was weird because I was like, man, Fishman, where'd you get Fishman out of? And I do. I mean, he had a good run, but again, he's the one who shot himself in the foot by. From what I said, he, he could play games with promoters a lot. Yeah, I heard he was an asshole. Yeah, I, I, I heard he would like. A bunch of people have told us he was an asshole. Yeah, I think every every place every time we talked to somebody, they said he was like a he he was in the Forza type of um, hard to deal with. Yeah, group. yeah. I, I I I don't know if this is true. I heard several K claims that he tried to hold promoters up for more money. Yeah, and he was a, he was huge in Juarez, so you would have my vote for that. He had some. <laughs> I saw some really good matches with him in uh, Pero Aguayo. From in uh, LA, yeah, the sports arena when they were feuding, he was really good. I don't know if I would consider him a. I'd have to look at it and see what he was like, because I th- I think he's probably in that Hector Garza type of group where guys probably. guys where I, he might have been, but he was like a second level. I dug his mask and his look though. Oh, totally. Him and Cobarde, Cobarde, I dug Cobarde. Cobarde. I, the both of them. The, both of them. The, the, I remember the original one. I remember yeah. what a shock it was when he died. I didn't so see him until like I saw the footage that came out afterwards. Yeah, in fact, the first time I heard about him was they would bring him live to the Olympic when they were promoting, uh, you know, every other week. Yeah. You know, res, you know, lucha libre shows. He uh, he, he was. I remember I was with uh, with Tom Hankins and the guy who wrestled as his brother. And they're saying, I think we're watching the Terry Funk of Mexico. And really, you're right. He was he was he was really good. The brother was pretty good too. Cobarde is his brother, right? Though I don't know what relation or something. I don't know what it is, but I always dug like he was huge. He was good too. The first one was even in my opinion was even better. Yeah, really. Yeah, I didn't get to see him that much, but I mean, yeah, but he. uh, I heard he was good. Like a lot, he was good. I remember. I remember just one day picking up a box of lucha and just. It said Descanse and Pass. Cobarde. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know? I just remember when somebody was saying that Cobarde, I'm like, Cobarde passed away. And they're like, no, the other one. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, when did that happen? It's like, like 10, 15 years ago. I was like, oh, okay. They, ne- they, never <laughs> they don't tell you. They never tell you. They never tell you. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like, I, I always thought he was Cobarde. It was like, I know, I never know. I always dug it because he was like the biggest baby face. And it, he would go between being a heel right. and a, a baby face. And I always thought it was funny when he was a baby face. Being called cobarde, mm-hmm. coward. I was like, oh, I love that. Uh, I know when I coward. looked it up, I remember yeah. looking up saying, "The coward." Yeah, the coward. But that's what he was when he was a heel. Yeah, he would back away and do all this other stuff. Like, not, not. And I love he, that they have it as a yeah. name. So, so him and Adi Romero's feud was great. It's like it's like I have a friend at work who his favorite memories of LA wrestling are when Chava would would lie bleeding and Miguel Alonso, the commentator yeah. Miguel Alonso, Chavo would lie bleeding in his arms after being brutalized by Gordon McGoliath and Miguel Alonso would shake his head and shake his fist at Gordon McGoliath and say, Canayas. Yeah. And, and there was a wrestler named Canayas. And that's the funny thing yeah. is, is I, I came across a poster with the Canayas. I brought it to my friend. Check it out. Yeah. He was on Cloud There's Nine. always somebody like if you, if I there's a, there's names. always like one name and you're like, oh, that's a cool name. Like, yeah. Those are the names that stick out. One of those ones like, where I wish I thought Yeah. <laughs> So like he, I I think Sangre Chicano will probably get in at some point just because a lot of people are starting to see like a lot of that footage. Yes. So they're like, holy crap, he was really good. Really good stuff. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did it. We went past the ninety minute mark. Really. Now at one hour fifty three minutes. Holy oh, shit! Until next time, people. <laughs> Lucharon dos tres caídas and all that good stuff. And I'll think of something more clever to say next time.